I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. If you want to tip the scale. Just remember that. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on. Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer a whipping bite of monster. <laughs> I've had I've had a fair bit of tour with everyone on the stage, Bar Hoagie. <laughs> and even at that, I had a bit of tour with him when I was in the line with Dublin. <laughs> I told me feck back to Clare at one stage, so um, he was he was a gentleman compared to the other three though, I'll have to say. Thanks, um, Hi folks, how are you all doing? Uh, great to be here. Um I think the last time I was here on a night time, my daughter was dancing in the Munster Flair. Uh, so we booked a family room in the park and we came down. I said, Sure, it's a great town. And the lads hadn't been down here before. And we booked uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. The dancing was on Wednesday. So we had a nice, calm night on the Tuesday. Family meal. Dancing was the following day. They won the Munster title the following day. The good set. Set dancing. A lot of it up our way, obviously, and uh, but they won it about half three in the day. And that <laughs> evening was the Munster Under-21 final, Clare and Waterford from Cusick Park, that great Under-21 team we had. So I suggested we move the meal forward to about five o'clock, and myself, I'd say, and the seven other daddies joined up in the bar in the park where there was lots of Waterford lads who were anxious to part with money. Uh, on the outcome of the game, so we duly obliged them. Uh, Claire, I was surprised they were taking it on, actually. It was a fair Claire team now with TK and his, and his pomp and all that. But anyway, we won and we bought him a few drinks out of the few pounds they lost. Like, we, Claire people are always like that, you know. Uh, and one thing led to another anyway, and it was a late night. So we were still there around 4 a.m., tell the truth, and the night porter. Who's the night porter in the park, lads? I don't know if he's still there. <laughs> Mick. <laughs> What's your first name? Mick. Mick. <laughs> you'd oblige us, Mick, at about 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be here. I said it to DJ on the way down. But that was okay, Mick. I went up to the family room, and it wasn't great. <laughs> and made my way in over the three children, uh, and in beside Eilish, and uh, I was snoring within... Five minutes, I'd say. <laughs> Current wife. <laughs> Still the incumbent. <laughs> She's tough, but she won't go at this stage now. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, walk everyone, sure, and they decided they'd get up and uh, have the breakfast at about 20 to 7. And Mick, I think you were still on duty. And uh, I went downstairs and couldn't find where they were going or whatever. And in fairness, you make, you call them aside, and you say, what? 
And she said, we're looking for the breakfast. Well, it's not on for 20 more minutes. He said, but sure, look, go in and sit down. We'll get you a cup of coffee or whatever, lovely. And he says, are you down for a few nights or whatever? He says, we're down for the dance. And she said, uh, great, really enjoyed it. Lovely hotel and everything. Great crack. And what part of the country are you from? Mick said, we're from Clare. <coughs> but jeez, your man has not long gone up to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, we know, it's our room. It's our room. <laughs> Good man, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, I knew Dungarvan was always, uh, well, I know from John Mull anyway, he calls it Fun Garvin, boy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, look, great crack. I've been down a couple of times since, to tell the truth. Uh, you're welcome, gentlemen. Uh, thanks to everybody in the audience for turning out. Great crowd. Bigger crowd than Limerick and Cork. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the crest of a wave down here. But big, big game this weekend, Alan. Oh, oh. We'll get this, we'll get this. You're getting nothing out of me now. I'm saying nothing. You've nothing left to say anyway. Like. <laughs> Jesus, they weren't playing at all last weekend. And Monday morning, we had to listen to the thing about cocking. Like, I don't know, I'm cocking. <laughs> but anyway, we keep him as honest as we can, mostly. Well, Camille, it's great to be here on the 25th anniversary of 98 now, to be fair. And <laughs> we got great instructions outside the back from Cullum. He said, TJ, you mark Dale and I'll mark Dan. No problem. <laughs> Keep yeah. separated. Well, we'd like to especially welcome Dan to the show. I'm trying to get him a few times. We eventually got him for the live one. I'd say the old, the old screen at home would have been handier. <laughs> <laughs> no, me and technology don't work there, so I'm glad you're live. So. <laughs> um, first time we met Dan, the first words you spoke to me were, you're not marking Shawnee McGrath today, man. <laughs> 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 that was a nice salute, like for a two-time winning All Ireland captain. Like. The, second, the second word, you're bigger and uglier. <laughs> I had to retort somewhere. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor old Shani. <laughs> well, I, was, I was giving him good looks anyway, at least. Yeah, it was an eventful day. Yeah, and uh, you, you got you. Well, obviously we won the replay, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, and that caused all sorts of shite. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, you got me back then fully again for the replay, my first day as manager. 3-2 from play. 3-3. I was trying to be nice to Conor Plunkett, sorry. my club mate. <laughs> actually, yeah. Sorry, Dion, 3-1, actually. Sorry, that's 3-1, 3-1, 3-1. Yeah, the stats man told me 3-1. Do you know when stats wasn't that big? How are things on Danny? Are you still playing? Yeah, I went training back last Friday. I was crippled Saturday and Sunday after. But, um, no, I went back doing a bit there, though. Too old for that shit, now, to be honest with you. Like, Senior, though. Um, well, I'm regretted, so um, but it's still better some of the senior lads up there, so that wouldn't be hard to do, but I know. Uh, it's a no, it's just an old drug I have at the moment, keep training away, keep the head right, and um, I enjoy it. I was only saying, it's like, with the two dailies and, and Jack, you must have a fair old club team at the same time, like. Ah, so one of them's gone now, he's injured for the year, so um, we have Jack and young Cora. Like, we're not too bad, dude, you're looking at the All Ireland sub-champions down here going for. Yep. Ten in a row, like you know, so everyone's battling for a second place. But you must believe, and everyone must believe that they can rattle them at some stage, like you know. But, but again, Dale, it's about the club going and enjoying <coughs> it and getting to the field. It's hard this time of the year, the split season, getting keeping club lads interested. Mm. You know yourself with intercounty stuff going on. But again, look, that's what you have to do, I suppose, this time of the year to keep keep the keep the club afloat. And your lads, bad news out for the year. Yeah, we get bad news for Waterford, not not. Of, of course, yeah. um, at the moment he was playing so well. The last, the young Galan, started well, came down the ankle, had to go off. Um, but he's not here his first injury, Taylor, so he's missed a few games previous to that with a quad injury, like you know, as a few of the lads have. But um, look, 
there's plenty of lads to come in there. We just don't have plenty of lads in this water for these boots. Well, that's the, the thing, like, isn't it? It's a split season and all that. Yeah, you lose yeah. a, a, a yeah, serious yeah. injury. He's, he's not going to be there for the great club half of the season we're supposed to have. We'll see how it turns out. I'm still of the opinion we should have stuck to the third Sunday in August. Or second, at least, anyway. Yeah, but then, look, I might be wrong on that, and I'm not being... I'm back with my own club. <laughs> and, and we played a match Tuesday night over in Tulla. Tulla has transformed for any that played there. There's a new stand there. It's fair sexy. Well done, lads. The Tulla lads. <laughs> Jesus, there's glass and all for press boxes and everything. There was a hill there when I played. It was great. It was a dangerous enough spot, I tell you, the hill in Tulla. <laughs> Woo. You had, to get to, you had to go past the hill to get down to the dressing rooms in the old Tulla, let's say. Sweet Jesus. It was, uh, it was a bit like Walsh Park in that tunnel. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And now the rest of the night we'll spend talking about incidents in the tunnel in Washburn. It's a throwback anyway, isn't it? Oh, it is. There was a lot of things happened in that tunnel over the years. <laughs> big, big weekend. Then I was only thinking, trying to put my head around things the last couple of days. Like, I know the All-Irelands and the Munster Finals were huge under Liam since he came in. But in the overall scheme of the development of this Waterford team, great team, great panel, this is a huge one. Yeah, Dale, it's a massive game. Um, Liam has been caught himself saying the biggest game under his tenure down here. And um, turn off the phone, Dale, isn't it, please? <laughs> uh, no, it's a massive game for Waterford, Dale. It's a massive game. Um, it's, it's a knockout game, to be honest with you. Whoever loses has definitely gone out, maybe, out of yeah, the championship. Um, Welch Park has been massive for Waterford under Liam's term. No, no defeat down there. So that's the, that's the big thing for me, that they haven't been beaten in Welch Park which is massive going into Sunday's game. Even though a lot of people then would have, would have suggested with the, the running style, the, the pace you have, that it mightn't be, Torless might be more suited. Yeah, this, again, Dale, as we said, they would have said that, but again, Warford haven't been beaten down yeah. there, so under Liam's terms, so I don't find that as an excuse course. Would I rather see Cork, Warford play Cork in Parky Cueve? Uh, of course I would, but... Warford home game next year and put a stop to Cox Championship this year, like you know what I'm saying. So, um, and one stop, you know. So, um, but no, I'm um, looking forward to the game Sunday day, though. Um, to be honest with you, I think if Warford starts strong, which I expect them to do, I think Cox hearts are down, but it's going to be one hell of a battle down there. The Cork are going to come with their lives on the line, um, being criticized by their own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who that boy? Never. <laughs> and I uh, so I expect I expect a bit of a backlash from Cork and the, and the players. Um, so I do. But we'll, look, we'll see Sunday. You couldn't really see a threat in Cork, could you? I do. I'll be honest with you. It's hard to knock out and knock the lights of Horgan and a few more of them players. Um, the big question for me, Dale, have have Cork learned from the league final? Have they learned from previous previous games they played? That's the management side. They must bring their management. Must bring that to the to the player side, do you know, yeah. get them going for next Sunday. Like the, as I said, there is probably there's a lot of coaches in Cork at the moment. Do you know what I mean? The manager, Sully, Mulcahy, Furlong, Don Grady's overseeing the whole lot. So I see a lot of, bit of confusion there. But again, I'm, I'm not at training. I don't know how they're going. Yeah. And when you judge them on the last two performances, you couldn't judge them on that, or the last three even. You couldn't judge them on that. And um, I just expect a bit of bite out of Cork next weekend. They're, Mm. A bit more, they have to bring a bit of physicality or they won't win the game. Simple yeah. that. I think they have to shove up and yeah. man up and all that. Like, we'll hear about that in a, in a few minutes. <laughs> As we do every Monday. I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Waterford are hot favourites. <laughs> Couldn't see him being bait. <laughs> Waterford don't do favourites or something. Don't you worry <laughs> that. Hoagie, 
I was wondering, did you take a detour on the way over <laughs> and uh, cut up by Belly Hill and see are the black and amber flags still flying over there? Or the, oh, or the green and white ones gone up a bit higher? <laughs> oh, they're still flying, all right. Um, yeah, interesting last week or two. Yeah, yeah. We went through the, the handshake on the, on the live <laughs> show, so I suppose there's no point in baiting it to date. I, I still think it, um, it wasn't... Anything too malicious, but I've heard a few things since then. <laughs> I think it was a bit more to it. Um, what's, the, what's the feeling on the roundhog, you know, after the dust has settled? Looking one, forward to Leinster final, maybe? There's one or two on the crowd there down from South Kilkenny. They probably had their fingers on the pulse a bit more than the rest of us. They could ask them. But, uh, yeah, sure, look, you know yourself now with rumours and everything else going out. But, look, I, we spoke about it on the podcast I think it was unfortunate. I think, you know, um, there was obviously a lot going on in the background. Brian was, was making a beeline for the ref to have a, a chat to him, as you do. Um, I think there was probably a bit more going on in, uh, behind the scenes as well. And it was just unfortunate, you know. I mean, Henry went over, as you do, to shake the hands, you know, make sure that, you know, you pass, you pass yourself. It's a difficult situation for him, both, as we mentioned, personally and professionally, you know, in terms of managing against your own county and against some of your own which is your own relations, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it uh, it didn't it didn't it didn't reflect well. I suppose that's the only way to, to put it, you know. And uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be fairly interesting if results go the way and we, we they end up meet, meeting each other in a couple of weeks in the Leinster final. We'll, <laughs> yeah. be, there could be more cameras on the sideline than on the, the match itself if if all goes to plan. Yeah, well, we we were really chatting the two of us. If we, uh, TJ, give me a lift down for a play team. He's just <laughs> such a friend down, lads. Don't mind that stuff. So, like, you know, unreal. We're going down to Ballylanders there shortly. He's putting myself in Dubai, up in the house, and uh, we're doing a preview night for something, are we? What's the preview night? We shook hands after all those games, they all, like true sportsmen. We went to the Devon Arms. We did, mate. We did. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> as you do, as you do. Actually, the, the clip is funny there when we got up off the ground because the only thing I can remember about it, you know, when these matches, and you certainly don't remember the league matches, no. but the only thing I remember about it is you got a fit of laughing at the ref. <laughs> as if, we were both gasping, but sure, anyway. It was different hurling though, in fairness, and in fairness to referees back then, I even remember marking this fella and he'd be egging me and we'd be talking to referees and he'd call it to us and should we be chatting away to the referee and... You know, it, the crack could be good, but I, I've always said once you get the referee talking, then you're 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 sorted. But yeah. um, <laughs> I have a wicked bad history with referees. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> every referee does a bad job with me, but so do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I'm not sure if anybody in the audience has marked Dan before in a club match, but my experience. Don't, is don't put up your hands, lads. Lads down there. But under under the dropping ball a couple of times, I definitely remember when I was full back and Dan was just lobbed in like. The ball might be just coming from 90 yards away. Free could be struck like, and then here we go, no DJ, here we go, <laughs> In the ball oh, in mid-air, like, good. Goal coming. Yeah. <laughs> Usually followed by a goal by then. then. <laughs> it reminds me of a great one. Where the, when Lingainer was over Clare, um, we'd be dragged to all these tournaments in Tipperary and Tipperary under Bebs. And they bait the shit of us every Sunday night, like, for something cruel, like, we were down, where are we going this week? Oh, Jesus. But we were starting to find our feet a tiny bit. No, we weren't anywhere near their league, like Mark and Pat Fox, no, or English, or Colin Bonner, or not Colin Bonner, the big fella. Cormac. Oh, anyway. But we, we, one night in Bancha, for all the world, we stood up to him. We said we might make a stand on the Friday night, and we went down, we stood up to him. And it was neck and neck coming up, but then they got two points ahead in injury time, let's say. 
And at the time, of course, there was watches for the winner or pins or something. The club would put on and you'd get the simple old salad afterwards <laughs> and you'd go way home. But Fergie too, he was centre forward, great pal of mine, club mate of mine, great character. And uh, he had the misfortune, he didn't really talk around the field now at all. He's marking the great Bobby Ryan. And they knew they were under a bit of pressure and a huge crowd, of course. They were the, the tip 90, 91 team, 89, 91. And this was around 91, 92. And uh, we got a line ball in anyway, kind of last throw the dice. And two, he says to him, be a great time to get a goal. He says like that. Bobby says, you're willing your hole get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he says, I said to him, what, like, what did you say back after that? I knew I wasn't going for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I have a watch on me, he says. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're going nowhere, right? <laughs> I gave him a slap or something. <laughs> we were on about distractions, uh, Hoagie, and thinking about distractions. And look, obviously Limerick, Small bit of a cloud this week, it's nothing John Kiley hasn't handled before a good few times. I think. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking the drive for five, Hoggy, a couple of points with Jackie there last week, and the whole thing about. Well, the first thing Jackie said like, was obviously the Cruciates, Tennyson's Cruciates, and uh, Henry's. What was it? Henry, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And like, you can't come back from a cute. Anyway, that's the way it turned out. And Jackie said, Hoagie was a bigger lass, <laughs> so you were obviously out injured. But Hoagie, it was the first time in that teams, and subsequently as well, I suppose, as long as he lasted, that kind of a circus took over a bit, and Nolan Park and Cruciates and Ger Hartman was mm. Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I suppose, looking back on it, um, I often think, I suppose the mindset at that time was next match, you know, next game, whatever, just eye on exactly what's in front of you. Um, and it served as well, I suppose, the three in a row and the four in a row. And then you kind of think, you, you listen to some of the Dublin footballers and the way they approached it and maybe embracing the, the challenge that was there, the lay ahead, but maybe would that have made a difference? But I don't know, I just think, you know, it came to a point, you know, as you mentioned, there was a couple of injuries picked up. I was working uh, for a medical company at the time and I remember we were at a, I woke up in Dublin and there was, there was a couple of physicians spitting fire over the fact that Henry was being rolled out to play the match. They were not impressed with the, you know, the fact that he was given the, and uh, you know, you mentioned the name that was saying he was okay to play, but it was, it was a complete circus. Like it was nuts. I mean, I remember, um, I remember I got injured and in I was marking Henry the night he came back and there was 10,000 at the, the training session. What's it? You were up there watching. You were there. I was there. You were one of them. It was, it was Bedlam. <laughs> I'm not sure it was at that. It was at that game or the, the preceding train session. The same crowd, and that's, I got injured, and it went across to, to Luke's. And if you know Kilkenny, like it's, it's whatever. It's five minute drive, and it took me 50 minutes in the car to get back to the stadium after getting the X-rays done. With the seat rolled back, and there's everyone leaving the stadium, and they all, Tyg Crowley was the doctor, and he drove me back, and I was walking by head. the car. <laughs> looking in, taking double takes because I had the Steve Baxter, you know, and you were banjaxed. But that, the, the crowds were, they, they traffic, you know, it's just, it was nuts. It got out of uh, control. And probably, it, you know, you look back and say, maybe, maybe that was the time to have the closed door sessions. You know, yeah. Brian was very much about, you know, leave it open, let the kids come in, let people, you know, if they want to come in, what? I think it was, it was after that then that that was it, mm. you know. But look, at the end of the day, I suppose Tip were coming as well. It was, yeah. it was a massive game, and, you know, that's. That's life, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, 
Well, you came back and got a couple of more as well, of course. We did, know, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't ever have sympathy for you, to be honest. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not looking for it. <laughs> but you know what, Todd? There was a telling thing there in the middle of that when you said you were there at the training session. I was there. That yeah. to tell you when you knew Cork Hurling was Ben Jackson when you were going up. <laughs> there. there was a time you'd be telling them how to play it, like, oh, can he like we wouldn't feel them. Uh, yeah, well, I was there. I was one of the 10,000 people that was there, along with a couple of other fellas from Cork. And... Um, do you have to book your tickets online or? No, I don't. I know there was no COVID that time, like you know, it was just. But if that was in Cork, no, they'd be charging a fiver to get in. <laughs> At that the moment, was, you need to like. That was a trick that was missed, like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it was actually the first time I saw the size of Michael Finley because he was. We were in the front row. It was actually about twenty yards from when you got injured, Brian, and uh, and I knew the minute you got injured, you were gone because you you thumped your fist off the ground. I'd say you looked at your hand, and I have a guess you probably thought your finger was broken. Yeah, my finger was already broke. Right, okay. And, yeah, um, without going into it, I broke it the Friday night before we played the semi-final against Cork. Okay. And Gardner hit me after about 20 minutes. I went up the line, did my AC, so I was just back. Right, okay. I had two fractures in it, but, yeah, the, fortunately, the finger got caught in, I think it was Michael Rice's jersey. The two boys were coming the other way. So yeah. I just pulled the hold, yeah. But I, so I, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I knew. <laughs> but it was, there was a couple of things that stuck out to me in that training session. Um... J.J. Delaney, uh, Delaney was marking Owen Larkin and Tommy Welch was marking Henry Shifflin. And they beat all kind of shit out of each other <laughs> for the hour that was on. And the second thing that happened was um, Cody was refing the game and you went down and Ty was tending to you and he was whispering mm. in your ear or something like that. And all Cody says, get off. get off, get off, get off. And that was it and the game went on. Like, that was, and that was the way, it was, and I'm sure that was the Kilkenny way of doing things and it was shifting other fill in and oh, yeah, five yeah. on. Yeah, that was the, that was the beauty. We look back, we laugh at it. I mean, yeah, I remember, actually I met him today, <laughs> James Royal, um, at the festival station. Uh, we're laughing about it. It's the same thing. Like, they, were, like, they were obviously well documented. They were great sessions. We loved them. Oh. We loved when you threw out the two sets of jerseys. You knew what was, what was, coming, was yeah. coming. And that's what you wanted. You know, you do 15, 20 minutes of you know, ball work or whatever, and then it was into that. But I remember him, he had him over under the, the old stand. There's a bit of artificial grass. That was the old tunnel, if you remember. And poor old Jamie, you're getting staple gun, and it, and, and it was like, you know, you got, I think you got it, about 10 staples. And it, doesn't matter. it was a time when the helmets were, were coming in, but should the boys kept throwing the helmets off, and yeah. you know, but it was like, same thing, get them off, yeah. get someone else on, and off you go. Oh, yeah. and I, like Cody, sorry, teach. I was going to say, I met James Royal in Galway on the Sunday night. I know, he told me. He's <laughs> <laughs> you some crack. He is, yeah. Was it early or late? It was late, it was after the match. <laughs> But I, I, you know, we, we went on an all-star trip to Boston. I, geez, I got a couple of all-stars, but there was only one trip over. The footballers always seem to get trips. Sorry <laughs> for you, you were in Argentina and everything. Like. Where was it? Singapore. 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 Jesus, they were the one don't in Boston. Me, don't ask me to spell it, no. Make it up, But it was the 98 all-stars against the 99 all-stars. And obviously, Cork had won a lot of the 99. And obviously, ourselves... Awfully, after all the merry-go-round, a couple of water boys and Kilkenny lads uh, on it. And Cody was the manager of that team. And in fairness to him, now, the morning of the match, he said, how are you fixed? I said, about five minutes, Brian. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> it was day four in Boston, as you can imagine. Like. But, uh, and in fairness to him, he took me off after about seven or eight minutes. Like, and and, uh, I waved goodbye to the lovely new stadium in Canton in Boston. I knew I wouldn't be back. <laughs> but I was sharing the room with Sean McMahon. Shawnee, centre-back. And he said, I saw you talk to Cody last night, the night after the game. 
It might have been five nights, maybe, so we'd another day. I said, oh, what? Yeah, he was talking to me for ages. Yes, I was half cut, I said. He was only sipping a bottle of beer. I says, I was talking to you for ages. Was he asking you? He says to me about training. About our training in 95, 6, 7, 8, 9. If I looked down, was there? He was, I said. And he was asking me when Conor Clancy and Lohan would be rolling around the ground, baiting the head off each other and the ball up the other end of the field. Would he stop the play or anything like that? He, asked me, he was asking me the very same. Would he give freeze and everything? So I think there was a bit of that in Brian. Of course, it was after 98 as well, and after 99. Do you know? So I'd say there was a bit of... I'm going, not that Kilkenny lads now ever learned anything off clear lads. Oh, no. In terms of... <laughs> I, would, I would say he definitely, 100%, yeah. took, took a fair bit from the way he approached things, 100%. But funny enough, on one of those... On that trip you're talking about, the Argentina one... He wasn't as kind to his own head. It was one of the boys on the all fours on the side of the pitch before the match. He didn't get seven minutes. <laughs> he got 55. He'd be left on for the whole lot. But <laughs> he wanted to keep me down. It, uh, Just keep drinking it there, Dale. Yeah, yeah. 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 Colm, what's the goal there? Sorry, Colm. Um, just to bring you in there, a lot of people might know that uh, Dale is a massive Spurs fan. It's definitely one nil to Huge game tonight <laughs> uh, with uh, Champions League qualification on the line. Uh, 18 minutes gone and it's scoreless okay. too bad now listen we're about half an hour in will we just throw it out there for yeah. any, any, any bit of a question okay guys so we've, we've about 30 minutes uh, gone no anyone bad, want okay. to, to throw in anything maybe we'll just saunter over here would I Ooh. spotted these lads here you Check could hardly miss them like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave his jersey it's Ava Quilligan's jersey <laughs> what's the story lads uh, we're down from Killaloo to support Dalo tonight we thought we'd give him a bit of uh, moral support <laughs> you travelled all the way down uh, James I'm based in Watford okay. yeah. and uh, are you Big clear supporters, or are you just uh, fashion icons that go wandering around in retro jerseys? No, no, we were at the minor last night and everything. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah. D what penalties? Terrible. Terrible. What a way to go out. Yeah, yeah nearly as controversial as 98. No, but, yeah. <laughs> we won't mention that now tonight, okay? Dale and myself have history there. So, anyway, clear this year. Yeah, good. Going well. Going well. Duggan and O'Donnell back have made a massive difference. A huge difference. Yeah, I think they're, they're ready for the weekend, I think. Um, I think we're ready to give uh, Limerick a good show, you know. Okay, good, warm, uh, Cusick Park welcome. Okay, right, so we've heard from the Clare contingent. Anyone else have any questions or anything that they want to throw into the lads before we go back? Don't be shy. I've never met a Watford man or woman that's been slow <laughs> to say things. No, there's a man here, and he's been winding up. He's a new case. He's had this question going this since a, last Monday, you know. This is a question for Dan. Well, that's another question for Dan, did right? <laughs> How are you, Dan? Uh, this is DJ Mike. Man Mike here. How are you going? Yes, it's great to meet you this evening. Uh, what happened to you while it's myself and my son, Philip, and that's uh, well, I have a question for you later on. I, I'll hold it for a while. I'll okay, hold it for thanks, a while. Mike. I'm going to talk to you, lads. <laughs> He's got the speech in, anyway. <laughs> Uh, only four points in. Uh, right, anyone else so got any, uh, any questions? So before we go back up to the lads, going once, going twice. Back to you, David. So. Yeah, well, the two lads here don't really give a shite being from Killaloo. What happens for the rest of the year? Because tip or bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. Just on, on, on that point there, lads, penalty shootouts. We saw it in the Clare footballers, of course. You saw Dale Oak. Our football ago. should go to penalties. <laughs> earlier as well. After half time, if it's bad, they should just have been. 
<laughs> Honest to God, like. You can say that to the boys in the football show as well. Like, the football is bad coming up to halftime. Does you just referee call him in at halftime? We're going to go to penalties. <laughs> no. Not Kenny. But unfortunately, there's a good few football fans here now. No, <laughs> no, this is football and country. And Dan, he's talking to Kerry man. He does this, winds me up all the time. But lads, in relation to the fact that the championship win, I love football. Tighter just to clarify that, it's for the crack. Rugby is the one thing that's not allowed to be spoken about. <laughs> Because you've no rugby punters out in Marty's. No, I just don't like the game. Okay. <laughs> right, penalties Kick, though, Kicking lads. it into touch and getting a big TJ. cheer. No, not for me, Cullum. I, I just think that, in fairness, it was a great game to watch. Watched it on TV last night. Two teams with dad at hammer and tongs. It was tough. Um, I suppose after this, the guys that got sent off, Tip kind of turned it into it. Their subs looked a little bit better. And the referee gave you an extra minute to get the, the equaliser in Clare, in fairness to him. <laughs> uh, and... But in fairness, there was nothing between the two teams. The, 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 the both sides of the coin here is, if you don't finish on penalties with the calendar coming up, would these boys have liked to play again Friday, Saturday or Sunday? I'm sure they definitely would. I'd say they'd play again tonight, even if they had to. The, the, the issue I would have is, does Young Fellas take penalties? Possibly 15 and a half or 16, because it's under 17. And if it had come down to a situation where one lad, let's say if it was four all, and one lad had to go to school today after missing Dickie penalty and stuff, it would be very unfair and harsh because, you know ourselves, he's club opponents or the neighbours then, the neighbours hardly give you stick, did they? Um, would, 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 have, would be giving him stick. So I just think it would be very, very unfair if it had it turned out like that. As it turned out, and you mentioned it, that they all missed, it wasn't too bad, it was collective responsibility, but just a very unfair way to finish a great match. Yeah, it was a great game. Bit of hope for Clare with the 20s not being too bad as well, but yeah. I just think, lads, um, I know there was a young fella came on as a sub, but he's not 16, like, he might be a third year in Flannans, and like, he's a brilliant striker, the ball would take his, the freeze and probably would take the penalty for the club under 16s. And I was wondering, and said it to a couple of the boys in the bar, would he be hitting one? Now, as a, subsequently, he wasn't. Well, can you imagine facing into 800 students there in Flannans this morning if it was four all, and he had to go up and hit it? Now, I know loads of people came back with the counter, sure, if he missed the last three yeah. to level it, would it not be the same thing? But I think this is new. We've always had late frees. <clears throat> you know, Bubbles O'Dwyer missed a free. It was tragic in 14 for the tip lads. Thank God for Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, were you worried about Bubbles after that? I was worried about the Tip fans and having to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> it was cut and dry, but wide. <laughs> yeah, penalties or not penalties. I know Pats, Patsy Mulcahy's with us there and he put up a poll on Twitter this morning. I think there was something like over a thousand responses. People said replay, but we've changed things, Mac. We've gone for a shorter season. Yeah. Everything is rushed, but would you have taken a penalty, Mac? <laughs> not, with, not with everything on the line, I'd say. Um, uh, for me, I, 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 I'm all pro the penalties, to be honest with it. Um, I think the games need to uh, be played. I think the no problem with 15-year-olds hitting penalties. Well, Live TV. I know, but sure, look. Four and a half thousand at the match. Isn't a great excitement for the four and a half thousand? <laughs> and isn't it even better for the three or four hundred thousand like ourselves that were at home watching, sitting down watching it? So um, I, I think the game is evolving, and there's no point in saying otherwise. And we need to... I suppose, just fixture congestion and stuff like that. Would I prefer to see a replay this weekend and then another match again the following weekend and have to play three championship matches in the space of a week or ten days? I'd prefer to see the game being finished on the night. I think the te both teams got uh, extra time to try and decide who the winner would be. And, um, you know, 
I suppose you're making the argument that they're young lads and stuff for that, like, but if he was the kid that hit the winning penalty with the last puck of the game, he'd be going into the 800 students and they'd be parading them around the school. So I think that kind of pressure is on all inter-county players at this moment in time. Um, at 15, I, Mark. I know, but, like, you know, there's two sides to every kind, TJ, like, you know, and... Um, Would he have given up in a year's time, maybe? Well... You know, that's why I suppose that mammies and daddies are there to comfort their kids when they come home at night and say, listen, you'll probably need to go out and hit 50 penalties the following day. Like. <laughs> are you, are you won't be fed for a week? <laughs> my, my father would kick my fucking hole. <laughs> I know he would. Feed yourself. I often see him in the sideline of the soccer of the West Waterford League years no, ago. Outside Lismore. Wrong man, Mark. Wrong oh, man. Wrong man. <laughs> but Dylan, have you been taken, man? Oh, then definitely yeah. take him on. No, 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 no. Um, I wouldn't. It's a wicked pressure on 15 year olds taking penalties. I think they're right. Mark, the game be finished, but why not play five more minutes each side? Mm, I wouldn't it, have an issue with as that. As in, get the game finished, but yeah. the way they were What happens if it's a draw after five minutes? Then you go 65s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I'm saying? I, I, just, I see lads, young lads cramping last night. Yeah. They were cramping, man, in, in, in extra time. And yeah. to play, if they had to go to replay and play again the weekend. What about, the body's like. what about, I'd love to hear what the audience think, what about the golden score, Huggy? That yeah. you'd play on till the next score. Yeah. The ref would stop it, he would throw it in in midfield, no advantage to anyone. It's a bit of an argument made about that, if, if there was a nice wind like last night. That's, but you'd have to toss again, and it's ten minutes long, and whoever gets the first point. Well, I'm, tra- I'm training the under-15 team at home at the moment and usually at the end of training if it's anyway tight at all, right? And, and, you, and, and, and you go, next score wins. <laughs> and then the game really gets intense. They go after each other in a mad way, don't they? Yeah. But the whole underage, well, the whole structure of the championship, we spoke about this briefly in the podcast. We won't go into it tonight. In the minor, under-17 grade at the moment, two teams qualify out of Leinster, two teams qualify out of Munster. In the under-20 grade, one team qualifies out of Munster and one team qualifies out of Leinster. In the senior grade, three teams qualify out of Munster and three teams qualify out of Leinster. In minor, Galway don't play in Leinster. In under-20, Galway do play in Leinster. And then... Senior they do. Huh? And in senior they do. And in senior they do. And then just to make it a little bit more complicated than that, in the under-20 championship this year, in Munster, they played it as Ron Robin, and in Leinster, they played it as Knockout. Work that one out. <laughs> Is it all down to Leinster? You won't let the Galway Miners in. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about Leinster hurling at all, no. Bear mentioned Saturday night, like. Like, yeah, there's a few things. I mean, Marcus pointed out the flip side of the coin. If the, if the young lad scored a penalty, went into Flannan's or whatever school at the day, I'm not necessarily thinking that's a good thing, good thing either. Yeah. At 15, 16 years of age, are they mature enough to be able to handle the praise as much as the kick in the earth? He'd probably know? be going well the night of the junior uh, circuit. This, <laughs> this good, uh, <laughs> He's catch. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've spoken about it at length. Like, the, I think the, the whole restart, you know, I'd be in favour of moving back to under 18. And, um, you know, I think they're too young to be you know, going up to Crow Park. Okay, this is what match was local and the pressure was on them. You go up to Crow Park in another couple of weeks time and you know you have a big crowd there and a young lad makes a mistake or it could destroy him as well equally but like if, again it's a typical GA taking a, a sledgehammer to crack a walnut rather than dealing with the issue at hand they've, they've changed the whole structures there's a load of anomalies that TJ has mentioned you now have a situation where the under 17 is creating friction between the schools and the minor management whereas before it was under 18 
the main, most of the players would have played minor the year before. The, you know, the schools was 19. Now the 19s, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's friction between the minor, sorry, there's friction between the 20s and the schools. You know, so, I mean, so Garvin won a college dollar in there about 10 years ago, and De La Salle won one, you know, we're competitive. Now they'd be knocking heads with the under 20 water management to try and get players released and all this, you know, when it's really, it should be, previously the minor championship was only kicking into gear and the schools was finishing so there wasn't nearly that friction so there's loads of issues with you know people haven't thought out when they changed all this age could look at moving the leave into the end of the year as well couldn't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah end like. just when i went to, when i went to kilmacug crocs i presented the minor medals one night for minors and i said like in dublin it's a big kind of thing maybe it's especially in south dublin no sorry no the crocs lads and the cooler lads <laughs> if you're listening but like they wouldn't play at all. They're leaving search year, like, like you can repeat the leaving, like you can't repeat the last year, county <laughs> minor, like, Jesus, you can do the leaving when you're 85 if you want. The truda. I couldn't understand that. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We the lad it? playing on, on Saturday on Tuesday night over in Tulla. He's doing his leaving. Jesus, if he hears this now, the mother and father stop him playing straight away. He's doing the leaving in three weeks' time. He got seven pints from play. <laughs> that a lovely way to be bringing up a young lad. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I, dying to play a senior, let him at it. Yeah, I remember like back when I'm this is the story about Frankie Carroll in our own club. The Jap was driving at the time he was over the senior team. And the first round of the championship was on in late May, and the mother wouldn't let Frankie play. But they had a plan anyway, they were gonna come like put the gear bag into Jap's car the night before and he was gonna call, but the mother got copped onto it anyway. So she was there, no, he can't play, he can't play, he's doing the leaving next Wednesday, whatever it is. So the Jap says to the mother, how many fingers did Frankie break in his hurling career up to now? To which he said, none. And he's going to break them all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he played the match anyway. <laughs> I don't know about the leaving. <laughs> uh, I remember the, uh, a story I have about Tim O'Manny. Oh, he, does. Um, he was doing the leaving shot as well, and um, he was at home, and uh, the mother was giving the breakfast in the morning. You're not playing now this afternoon with Newtown. And leaving sort of the following winds, ma'am. Look, the gears and the gears in the room down, no problem. So it's grand. So the mother went away and we were the next one neighbour to the match. And the next one neighbour said, um, Jesus, uh, is Tim playing? Oh, not at all. No, 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 no. Wouldn't, no. I was talking this morning, not playing at all. So they went into Mallow and they sat into the stand and, uh, and the neighbour looked out in the field and she said, Is that Tim number 10 outside there? <laughs> There you are, by Tim O'Manny, out playing number 10 for Newtown Chandrum. I suppose he's, he's, he might have done a good leave insert as well. Oh, doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if, if this was Monday morning, show now, that could be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry, we apologise to Tim <laughs> and Mrs O'Manny. Did <laughs> uh, you not play number 10 for Cork, no? I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you were, you were only around the leave insert in 98, will you? I can't remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how, many pints, how many pints did you get in the leave then? Uh, ten points after, right? Don't <laughs> 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 you're, you're go back away now and leave insert. Um, no, I can't remember back then, but it's different, different gravy back then, no, but um, was get it done was the key, like, yeah. you know, within a week it was in the bacon well. factory. So, off you go after that, you know. <laughs> he won't mind me telling this one, but I mentioned him earlier, my great pal Fergie Tuhi, who told Bobby Ryan he was going to get a goal. He was our, we won the Hearty Cup, which was all, what it was all about, like, it even was only, 
And Fergie, the f- we knew we were going to repeat in anyway, four or five of us. <laughs> we decided we were repeating. It was the easier way out. And we'd be overage for the hurling the following year. And we'd take the books serious. But Fergie decided he was going to do nothing at all. <laughs> so he rocked up to the first exam and I had a fag in the mouth going in along. And uh, I said, are you any bit, did you sleep last night? Are you any bit nervous? It was English as first first. Is it English first? Paper one. Paper one. My dad went 10 points the night before. <laughs> but, uh, we all knew too, the whole room, the whole assembly hall in Fennels knew Fergie had zero interest in being in there. Like, you know, he was repeating it, that was it, so it didn't matter. So the, way, you know, the way you're inside, everyone's tearing into the English, everyone's writing like Billy O and everything. And two, he was the first man in the hall to call the superintendent. More paper? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole place went, ah! <laughs> and I don't know what other exam later on in the week. He was inside a three-hour exam, and we were inside about 25 minutes, and the next thing he was heading off. He turned, sorry, turned over his paper, and he's passing me out, and I was up further. It was D, and he was T, obviously, with two daily, and I was up near the front. He's passing me out. You must be tick. <laughs> <laughs> Geography or something, and I do my best. Like, oh man, yeah, that tell you, Amanda was focused on the hearty cup, not to leave something. Because the last leaving her story for the night, right? Uh, I told you just when down in Cork, um, the boys in our school, Reach, Declan Hannan, Kevin Down, Shane Dowling, they were all in the same year. So they had, I had a great success with the school, and then there was an interview after they'd done the leaving with the boys, and they'd asked the boys as to what they wanted to do after hurling, and Declan Hannan said, Oh, I need whatever, 465 pints. He said, I'm going planning and going to Mary I to do teaching, and Kevin Down said, I'm going doing business in UL, I need 485 pints, and then they came to Shane Dowling, and he goes, I need a miracle. Look over there, Brian. <laughs> 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 but look at me, Todd, look over there, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 well, geez, we didn't think we were going off on a tangent about anyway, leave it, sir. Leave it, sir, done. <laughs> we, we were capable of tangents, and then he listened, though, like, it could be anything. Um, Right, lads, we're at a certain stage in the, in the championship. We, we had preview nights, which were great, in Limerick and Cork. And they were fencing to meet each other in the Munster final. So. And uh, TJ, you're the, going for three in a row. You're going for uh, four and five years. It's all about you, really. You've won your three rounds. You've just to come out in us and finish us off. That's the plan. Not can finish us off. We'll have another game, obviously, with the day she. Uh, but... Are you happy enough with where things stand overall? I think, from John's point of view, he will be happy. Uh, the games are won. Um, will he be happy that they're back to their best, that they maybe reached towards the latter part of the championship last year? Possibly not, just yet. But maybe they're cranking it up slowly. They've been missing a few players. You saw the weekend, Shemi Flanagan came back in. Kyle Hayes played. Obviously, Keane is out now, and he's a massive loss. I think that was his first game missing in six years. So everyone kind of knows what conducting he does from centre forward. So getting on without those players and getting them all back, obviously, is a massive plus. Are we playing as well and, like, literally at the All-Ireland Standard just yet? No. I said the weekend Tipperary had more shots at the post than us, which would be a concern, and we're definitely coughing up more goal chances. And I suppose you'll probably ask me anyway, so I might as well get in there first. The distraction from Sunday night. John I'm going to mention it at all, though. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that type of stuff that's happening off the field, won't, they won't be happy with it. Um, they've taken action, and I suppose they could do without it. Like, obviously, as All-Ireland champions, and we spoke about hoagies, the target's always on your back, the focus is on you, everyone wants to talk about what's happening there, and when a Limerick player does this, that, or the other at the moment, it will be in the news, that comes with the territory. 
um, that's part of being successful. But uh, to answer the question is, I think he'll be reasonably pleased. I, I actually think that we'll want to put you back in our box, I'd say, at the weekend. I don't, I don't, I don't see that Limerick will go with a weekend team. I don't think... I think he'll want to kind of just take the old uh, pep out of your step. I think he'll really want to come... Like, there's no doubt... We're not such either. There's, there's no doubt <laughs> that, that, that Lohan is doing something in Clare that hasn't been seen in a while in other counties. He's galvanised the troops, the players. There was... I'm not sure if they were photoshopped or not. Pictures of him hugging Davy Zolfla. Mm. <laughs> oh, that, that happened. That happened. That happened. So yeah. I'm just saying, given, given what Claire have come through... We're pulling together again. And, by and hey, <laughs> and you tried to convince us for 24 hours it, it was didn't pulled. happen. Yeah, it did happen. And we had so, the pictures and all to prove it. <laughs> I couldn't second believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him as well. <laughs> but I would say there's going to be some atmosphere on Owen Ennis on, on Sunday, full house... Um, great atmosphere in that stadium when it's full. Do you know what Have I'm saying? Have order for your tickets in? Order ticket, tickets ordered. Lots of people looked after. So we'll get everybody in. But there's a great spike. There's a great spike. There's a great atmosphere in Ennis. Like there's, a, there's a kind of a shade atmosphere where people are nearly like, practically on top of the field. Um, when that's, that surround sound goes up. And there's no doubt the banner boys, even out tonight, the roar is on its way, I think, Dello, is it? We're going locking the gates. <laughs> 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 this fight you want. <laughs> we're bringing you back to the National League in 99. <laughs> Even though that team was nearly a scarier team to fight than the current team. Yes, yes. Not as big as them. But you said the hurley was liberal with your team. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I marked Frank Lohan. Anybody ever marked Frank Lohan? Gentlemen. <laughs> he might be a gentleman, but I tell you one thing, he would give a shot. Brian Lawhon. <laughs> Brian O'Halloran. Michael O'Halloran. Michael O'Halloran. Uh, Liam Doyle. Halfback Lambert Jins. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, as I said, diff- different time. But no, did, did the weekend promise. Did, Thought you actually, mentioned Baker and Lynch. <laughs> I wasn't I, I, I known to be that far. Um, the championship could be done and dusted after the first match in terms of the three qualification spots. And I expect it, it will. I am expecting we'll come to know while Waterford will be Cork with a little bit to spare yeah, on, on Sunday. And that means then that the three teams are qualified. You're just now deciding who plays in the Munster final. Will that have an effect on Limerick and Clare? I don't think it will. But I suppose knowing you're qualified always has that little piece in the back of your mind to say the job is done. But I'm expecting skin and hair to fly. Will Gillan play on Conor Cleary the weekend, I suppose, is a question that we'd like to ask now. I, I, I don't think that they'll set from him. He'll be sent off this week. <laughs> I, won't, I won't be able to say I thought it was a yellow. Are you, co- are you co-commentating? No. No, okay. <laughs> Let me back in the box. Hi. Anybody here think it was a red the weekend? Yeah, you're okay. They'll most of them agree with you. <laughs> and Davy and Jackie. And Davy and Jackie, yeah. But uh, I never saw the country as divided, red or yellow, yeah. going by social media. To be, to be fair to Claire, you, you have to say you'd like what's going on. The players, they're back. I know they've one or two more to come back. I expect Shane O'Donnell will probably line up at 12 on Dermot Burns in that loose Jar Brown role. Tony Kelly will probably pick up number 13 and try and invite Barry Nash out the field. Peter Duggan will probably target Mike Casey with a bit of long ball. I would imagine that that's the type of game Claire are going to play. Like any year you beat both Tip and Cork, I think you've, you're making a statement and you're in the championship. So I think the clear of that done, now you're playing the All-Ireland Champions. Is that next step up there? We'll find out on Sunday.
Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Nice to have the two of them bet in the turf, nearly saved at this stage. <laughs> but um, huge one, obviously, here then. We touched on it. Watford, obviously, the story, the league, you know, and then even, but I, I'm just going to throw this at you. Is form a bit patchy within games and, in, you know, between even the league? Parnell Park was a rough, tough game now, obviously. Kilkenny, you know, not that hot. Other ones very good, obviously. Finished the league savage, like Wexford and um, Cork. Would you be a bit worried then the tip match wasn't, you know, when you saw tipped in against Clare? You were saying, where's the farm here? No, didn't tip turned up again, of course, last Sunday. So maybe, maybe it's a more worry about tips farm. Limerick game was going away if you got two good, well, penalty, I suppose, the 21 started it. And you got a good goal in with a great overlap from the player I think is nearly your most important player in my head is Callum Lyons. I just think he is the glue that with that team. He's the runner. He's the powerhouse. I know Tyg and Austin and Desi and Stephen. I think Callum Lyons is, is for me. You know, he wasn't there reading the league. Would you be worried a bit? Um, Facing in now to a real pressure game. Uh, if I'm Lyons, it was a small bit. Not concerned at all. If I'm, be very wary of wounded animal when they come to Welsh Park. Like you know, um, they had a an average league campaign. They got through the games. They were struggling. Antrim was looking up to be up there. Austin mm. put on a master a master show up there to 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 get them over the line. But league is about getting lads involved. Once you get to the semi final, the league you want to win it. So you do. They were out in the semi final and final and gave exhibitions. And granted, it's looking enough to be at the, the league final and. To witness the, it was, it was a 50-50 game. Cox in the forward had a half a chance, going in one on one there. And O'Brien made a good save down to his good le- down to his left side. Bad miss more than a good save. If I've been honest with you, but again, um, the way they came out in the second half, they're running off the ball. They're they're training like animals, Dale. Yeah. They're training like animals. I can uh, I can assure you that. I don't ask any of the boys. I meet them in the gym there. I don't ask them what they're doing. I met Jamie Byrne today. Said hello. That was it. Didn't ask him how was his leg, how was he playing. I wouldn't bother any player like that, to be honest with you. I think next Sunday, they have three weeks to prepare for this cock team who are on their knees. <coughs> it's, Liam Carr has been quoted saying this is a massive effing game for him. He's bigger as a tenure. tenure. Interesting what will happen now with, with, with Irla gone. I think Conor Prunty will go back. Will they, will they put Caelan Ryan's back wing back? Will Carrick Daly Macfritz give him again? The roast and he gave him in the league final. There's a lot of questions to be answered. Um, if you remember the league final, Steve Bennett caught a ball. And buried it off the young lad with Joyce. Stephen Binner doesn't catch ball in the air. He takes it down with the hurley. Got it that day. Have, they, have, have Cork learned from the Warfield lad. Warfield lad running off the shoulder, coming into Rooks, and you see Jack Pinder, Paddy Cohen running off the shoulder, giving the ball to the lads that can finish it. Um, it's intriguing. They, I, I fully believe our lads are capable of beating Cork, no problem. But I was at, I was at the tip game looking up to on the radio. They struggled for a while. If Cox smell blood like that, they will, they will get the goal chances Jason Ford missed. The, um, the way I had a good performance against Limerick, didn't score for 20 minutes, got two late goals. For me, it was a six-point bait, to, to be honest. That's, that's, that's just my, my opinion. Um, so this game is massive for Warfare and Liam Cal. And, and I think, um, you know, I just think if they, if they bring their attitude and aggression, like Cal has in training, they did they, they, finish Cork fairly handy the weekend, they can know, but I would be small because sound that if Cork, are, if Cork hadn't gone by half time and it comes to the 15 minutes, they can know that it could be a battle down in Welch Park, which mightn't suit Waterford. The anti Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a prayer. 
Would you be as well off to bring up the under 20s and try and develop going forward? <laughs> what? Well, like we won three All Islands last year and we we're out of the Championship already this year nearly. So it's a, that kind of shows how Cork are, the current senior team, I think this year, how their form is. Um, like qualifying for an All Ireland final last year, and we played really poorly. I would say that to be fair to Limerick, they were outstanding in the day. Uh, but you thought that Cork would learn something from it and they would, you know, say, look, we don't want to be embarrassed again like that because the game was over after the first water break. Um, like, we travelled in high spirits, I would say. There was a red wave last year after winning the 220s in the minor and there was a huge amount of confidence around the county and, you know, in fairness to Limerick, they put us back in our box big time and did it, you know, efficiently, very quickly. And um, I just... For some reason, the, the wheels have come off after the league final because they had a really good start to the league, qualified for the final. And the funny thing that TJ and myself were at the league final, and um, like, it was just seven points on after 20 minutes. And it was, I would say, anyone's game, even though I thought Waterford was slightly better. And then there was a bit of a gap came, and there was five points, and then, you know, we were bringing it back to two, and then there was a goal came. And I felt for the whole of the second half, Cork was struggling to get there and get, and just when you, there was a small bit of momentum, what if we got another goal? A bit of momentum, what if we got another goal? And just killed off Cork and killed off their, their spirit, I suppose. And it's something to bring Cody, it's something I've picked up over 15, 20 years. Cody always mentions about spirit, spirit. And I think that, unfortunately, is sadly missing in this current Cork setup, that there's no spirit there. And, um, you know, I saw a tip playing last week, and their, their form has been poor enough, in my opinion. Had a poor league, um, played well enough down in Welsh Park, but were hockey by yourselves, and then played really well against Limerick last week. And I'm saying, deep down inside myself, can we bring that to Welsh Park this Sunday? You know, now, I think as all players, you, and they've got a fair bit of criticism, and, and I think well deserved now, as a Punted myself now, like, do you know what I mean? Well deserved, and not afraid to say it either, to be honest with it. And um, I just thought that fellas would come out fighting, and they're not like. And that, that smells trouble for me, because, you know, most fellas, when, when it's thrown down to them, mm. they do come out fighting. And then you'd have to question, you know, the players that have been picked, because, you know, we've all been managers or players, and you'd know in that dressing room, who you could rely on. And I just think at this moment in time, the question marks have to be pointed at the players. You know, no matter whether you're getting on with the management, you're not getting on with the management. As a player, you have to come out fighting. For yourself, first and foremost, because it's your reputation that's on the line. And I don't think, you know, if they have any bit inside them, they should come out fighting. I was expecting that against Clare. I spoke to one of the players afterwards, and he said, you know, we were a bit unlucky in the game. So what? Unlucky. Actually, we were only beat by two points. I said, well, you got a last-minute goal now. I said, so you were five points down. But can you explain to me why you were 15 points to four down after 20 minutes? And then the blank stare came across the face. Like, so I, I don't know what the management are telling them, but it, like, if the message was after the match and we were only beat by two points and, and if the, the, you know, the ref was a bit harshness, that is absolute BS. We're beaten off the pitch and... The biggest question for me is whether they want to come. Like, they're gone from the championship if they're beaten Sunday. That's it. A win is the only thing that'll do them. So, you know, I, I just, 
I just I don't really understand why they won't have a cut, and that's the biggest fear. And you, you mentioned there, you, you kind of put it over in the players there now, and like it's a kind of a, a diverse management in lots of ways. Like you know, Kieran Kingston, right, The Rock, Mulcahy, and Furlong now, O'Grady. Surely if you weren't getting on management, you'd be getting on one or two of them. Do you know that yeah. you could go to the rock and say, is the only not getting fair play here, I'm not being instructed. That's what I find hard to, well, do you know. What, what I find hard to understand is that four of the management that are probably doing all the coaching are defenders. And you'd have to say that the scores that we are conceding are just colossal. And like, we all grew up in a regime whereby your first responsibility was to mark your man. And there's only one ball, comes into your area, it's up to you to win your own ball. You're moving on to the next fella, I'm happy enough. If it's down there and my man isn't scoring, I have a job done. There now seems to be a kind of a case of, sure, look, if my man gets three or four points, it doesn't matter. And I think that everybody, there's no bit of joint responsibility in the defence. And that's why I find it strange with four defenders, really, in the coaching staff, that the defence isn't tougher. And like, Dan, you, you played against Sully oh. on numerous occasions. He was a ferocious player, like ferocious, you know. And but they, have, they, haven't fi- they haven't filled that spot, Mark. They haven't filled three, they haven't filled six. six. That's the biggest issue. So, do you know so? And like, Sully and Cochrane, like, yeah. I mean, two of the most Sully outstanding Curran. players. Sully and Cochrane. Cochrane. Oh, I, oh, I mean, yeah. you go through them there. Do you know? Phenomenal players. Unbelievable. They haven't filled them, and that's the key for me. Like, you know, who did they put full back next Sunday? Did they put Damien Carroll on, Stephen Minnett, and you go toe to toe with him, see what happens? What have they got mm. to lose? I, I don't know. I'd love to know. Who are they going to put centre back? Would Tim O'Mahony follow Austin Gleeson centre back? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's going to be interesting what, what Cork are going to do. But then I, I'd say they're a bit in between themselves. Like I, do, I do think like there's probably nine players that can play in def- defence at the moment. Now John Melrick is gone. I would say he, he got injured against Clare. I don't see him being back. So you know, young Joyce is is the one player. Do you throw him in centre back against Ozzy? It's a big big call for them. Like you know, and I, I think in Welsh Park, tight enough field. I mentioned this to you before, and Tim O'Mahony's form is shocking badly. He's a hard divino. There's way more in him, and I just don't know why he isn't given it or why we're not seeing it. It's like his form and Jack O'Connor's form, two Austin nominations last year, and neither of the two of them are playing really, really well this year. So it's, it's a huge concern, and I think, as Dan said earlier on, this game could be over early. If Cock don't show up, they could roll over, but... As a Corkman, I'd be very, I'm very disappointed with the first 20, 25 minutes against Clare because we expected a reaction against Clare. We didn't get it, and that's, that's the biggest issue. Would it be just tactically, Hoagie, an interesting thing now we're going to get to, we'll talk about Kilkenny in Dublin. TJ was at the match in, in Salt Hill, right behind. He gets all the plum tickets all over the country <laughs> now, TJ does. The Galway County Board invited him up. Himself and the missus stayed in the G Hotel. <laughs> And uh, all the drink you could drink around Salt Hill. Well looked after, yeah. yeah. <coughs> but you, you said to us that you felt maybe Kilkenny were caught between somewhere between Brian being traditionally give it up to the forwards, let them fight for their own ball, backsmack their men, and the boys maybe wanting to be more progressive with working the ball. And are Cork a bit caught that way, Hoagie? Like, I think there's an element to that. Like, they're standing off. Jesus, I'm showing an old clip on Sunday there, hopefully between clips at the moment in, in analysis of Cork and it's frightening like after Clare had been reduced to 14 men and Cork had gotten the goal Clare got three points there wasn't a glove laden anyone like there was no response like am I marking you I don't know I have to stay around here 
it's just mm. like is, is there a thing there with teams that I in my youth growing up obviously Cork changed completely in the mid 2000s with the running game with the Newtown game let's say mm. you know that changed them you came up against that a fair bit but now they seem to be no man's land of what style they want to play yeah if you're making a comparison I suppose between the two of them the big difference is the word you mentioned spirit because before say Kilkenny will look at tactics or look at how they want to use the ball the foundations everything is built on is that aggression that work rate for each other you mentioned Clare got three points and wasn't a hand laid on him I can guarantee you that wouldn't be a situation that we tolerated under Brian and I think that's I mean, we're all, well, I'm surmising, I don't, I'm not close to the car camp, I don't know the, the, the detail you've touched on it, but that's a, a, that's a big issue. There is, there's so much emphasis put on the wristy hurler, you know, this, the, the nice hurler, the guy that'll hurl in front of you, but does he want to go in past you? You know, you mentioned Caleb Nines for Watford. His first instinct every time he gets the ball is take you on. Right. I'm taking you on, I'm going at you. Am I drawing a free or I'm creating a two-on-one and overload? You know, don't, Cork does, don't seem to have that. And then... So that's a, big, that's a big issue. And whether that comes from the management, the players, the gr- as a group, what, I don't know. But it's like when you go up a gear, when you go from, it's all fine when you're playing National League. You know, that's a level. When you start moving up through the gears, when you start going into championship, the intensity starts creeping up. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's, that's when the cracks start to appear. So I think that's a big, big issue. And then for me, looking at it, still, Cork still haven't figured out their defence. They still haven't figured out Who's, you know, we've gone through, they've gone through three full-backs. We had the discussion after the Kilkenny match, the league semi-final, the sticker uh, twist, um, the young lad, the under-20 full-back last year. And I said, leave him in there. They won the match. They're a better team. He'd be he's learning. Going, he'll learn a lot from that. They brought in uh, Damien Callan full-back, and then Damien got injured, and then had um, Robert Downey, Downey. Robert Downey. So three different full-backs. They've changed their centre. You know, so... So that's it. Like, you know, you're hurling the backs. You like relative continuity. Nothing's ever set in stone. And then, on top of that, then they seem to be more interested in pushing forward, getting their scores, than doing your defender first and foremost. You know, lock down. Make yourself hard to beat. You know, in any sport, make yourself hard to beat, first of all, and then build from there. They're not hard to beat, you know, at the moment. It, it, you know, so... I'd like to be... I, I just said to my, my five, six, and seven Tuesday nights, only a clear cup match now, the boys would know... And you beat us as well in the same competition, of course, Killaloo. Up and coming, back up senior now. But uh, I just said to 5, 6 and 7, I'll be asking you what the 10, 11 and 12 score at half time. Shove up, please. We were likely to have a sweeper because Tola, we had a fair idea we are going to play a man back. And like, they did do their job and attacked and got up the field as well and, and scored. Yeah. I think we got three points from the half back line, if not four. In the first half alone, it's, I think things have changed a little bit that way, TJ. They've definitely changed, and I commented on this. I thought Tipperary went back to a simplistic enough game plan against Limerick at the weekend. They tried to open the middle third to go to midfielders, and in fairness to the backs, they were following their man as much as they could, but the handoff was there. It was reasonably simplistic, yeah. but there was a semblance of a plan there. I agree with you about Cork. The other thing I was going to say there is, like, Waterford personnel-wise are a good bit stronger from the league final to now. Like, uh, if you take Caelan Lyons, Jamie Barron, Austin Gleeson, like, there's significant mm. improvement in terms of personnel, right? Whether they'll all start or play a part. We know now at that 15, 20 minutes to go, you need fresh impetus off the bench. So, like, for me right now, Waterford are definitely the closest to Limerick. I was in the Gaelic rounds. People have slightly disagreed with me. I think Waterford are very close to where Limerick are at. 
I thought the couple of frees they missed before half time had a little bit of an influence. In the second half, when Ozzy went down the right side of the attack there, he was looking for a goal and the two passes just didn't come off, right? If Waterford were maybe closer, he might have knocked him over the bar and put them in a better position. And even in the first half there, there was a brilliant ball from, I think it was maybe Jack Prendergast, I think it was to Jack Fagan. Just a ninch. Yeah. Just missed it, it might have been the goal, like, right? And they created the goal chances. And I, I, I just think that Watford are in a far better place. Like what Dan is saying there, they're playing beautiful hurling, the movement off the shoulder. Like they have four or five players to me that would make any team in the country at the moment. And just playing accordingly. And I think. But if you're Liam Cahill. Do you, you've already faced Limerick. You want to win Sunday, obviously, because you're under huge pressure. You're given an awful impetus to Cork. You have to win Sunday. Do you want coming up tennis in the last match? Do you want to face into? Yeah, it's a different Limerick story. I, I would and say possibly have to face them the third time again. Yeah, look, I suppose the, the reality is we'd all love to win a Munster championship, but I think if you ask Liam Cahill today, his actual dream wish, no doubt he'd love another pop of Limerick. But I'd say he'd like it to be once more. Not twice more. I say no doubt. Let the clear lads into it. Let you off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was affecting agenda with you. <laughs> but the, the, the beautiful, like the situation of water in is, is, I won't say it's probably new to them, but you're right. They're, they're the closest to Limerick. They're in a situation whereby they shouldn't be sitting there worried about um, a bite from Cork or what Cork are going to bring. Because in reality, the panel they have, they're, they're capable of beating anyone in the country including Limerick, if they get everything right. So they need to be getting into a mindset of oh, themselves. We get our game right. We, we approach game, like the first half against Tip, you know, and okay, it's the first round in the championship, they were, they were average. Ozzy came on, uh, Jamie Barron came on, the game took on. But it, it's a great position to be in. They're in there in camp and they're talking about themselves. We get our game right. This is how we want to play. This is what we want to do. You know, we're not worried about, you know, in general. You'll obviously have a, a certain individuals but you're approaching it, get ourselves right, and building the whole time. That's, that's a great position to be in. And they've built, you know, they've, they've a couple of extra players they've added to the squad, even if they pick up an injury too, doesn't matter. This is what we're doing, you know, and you get into that mindset, it's, it's a great place to be. Yeah. Does anyone, I don't know, is Cullum still, where are you, Cullum? Does anyone want to throw the Waterford question, lads? I suppose we're conscious that we're 90% Waterford people tonight. By the way, Dano, it's 2-0. Oh, Larry, are you watching Arsenal? <laughs> are you watching Arsenal? <laughs> Is there any question maybe you want to throw out to the floor? Well, I'd like, uh, I'd like maybe if people are interested about the Waterford scenario. Obviously, huge game. Cahill Beavens, third year. Are you second to Limerick? Are you potential Ireland winners? Are you... They're very quiet, aren't they? Very quiet, yeah. Quite crowd now. Yeah. Take a walk. Take We've a got walk. Savage, the cock. There's a young man there, We've a little man here. How are you? Okay, what's your question? I wore for better and clear. Oh, well done. That's one for you, Dillo. <laughs> well, this is, this is May, and if you asked me in March, I'd have said no. I'd have said yes, wore for better and clear, but I don't know now. We're beginning <laughs> to move a bit. But I think Sunday even we'll probably be saying... Like a big, Waterford is on its first of the double header on Sunday, and we'd actually like if Waterford won because we'd definitely be in the tree. It'd be done and dusted. So That's I don't mind question. who's better than. <laughs> and come here, who's your favourite player? Caelan um, Lyons. He's tuned and in as well. Are you going to go to the match on Sunday? Yeah. Okay, and you'll be hoping Waterford will be winning the All Ireland. Yeah, very good, and you'll be getting a couple of days off uh, school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, come on, lads! Don't be so shy. Come on. 
Are you going to just let me stand here now for the night? Uh, we'll, go, we'll come to questions at the end anyway. We will. We will. We'll drive it on. I want to talk we'll, about... Do you know what we'll do? We'll, uh, a show of hands. Give, a, give an old question there. I think that usually gets them going. Pick a question there and ask them to throw up their hands. <laughs> Should have got hand in Jersey. Who'll win Leinster? Uh, Kenny, Galway, Wexford or Dublin? Dublin. Unanimous Galway, there's them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great fun if they met in the final. I'm actually, we got our schedule for RT and I'm down for the Munster final. Like, Jesus, Kenny and Galway, I'd love to be in Crow Park for that one. <laughs> well, Hoagie, you've a massive one. Uh, not tomorrow night, Saturday night, yeah. into Parnell. You hockeyed them there in the league. It's only a matter of going up and beating them, I suppose. Um, You're not mentioning them anymore, Della. You don't have to play that. I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a huge game, though. They had a massive win in Wexford Park. And you know what? We'd be all, we're Munster snobs, obviously. And myself and Jackie are always having this row about the Hearty Cup. Yeah, it's the Hearty Cup altogether. We, we just worry about the Crow Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't bother with the Hearty Cup <laughs> to win, you know. But... Uh, Yet again, though, and we'll know a Sunday, of course, it could turn out different in Munster if Cork show up, show up like, but uh, there's no guarantee, according to Mark, there that they will. But Leinster is going to give us the last weekend again, for sure, of a welter of excitement. And I was only talking to Michal Donahue today for Aldo Orland, and he was deeply involved in that. He's last year with, yeah. with uh, Galway in Parnell Park. I was there that night. What an atmosphere that night. I'd say something similar crowd-wise, because they'll be hugely buyed up the dubs with the win in Wexford. Yeah. And they will fill it out, of course, and it is tight and tense. And, but Kilkenny are well able for that sort of stuff, obviously. That finish was unreal. It was on Wexford Park. We were playing Wexford the same night, same time, obviously, down in Wexford. And the, the atmosphere, it was, it was not, like, nuts at the best of times on Wexford Park, you yeah. know. But uh, with the draw, and, you know. About a minute to go, you yeah. were out. Oh, we were gone, then Wexford were gone. Then, then the result filtered filter through that Dublin, and we were all, you know, two of us were true. And, yeah, you know, we're all friends again. Then for a few <laughs> weeks, but uh, yeah, it was, it was it was like it was fantastic, you know, going on. But it looks like it, it potentially could go the same way, just with reverse, possibly with Kenny, Host and Wexford up in Nolan Park on the last, you know, the last day. So it'll still be a factor. Here's my forecast actually for Leinster, right? So right now, uh, Dublin has six points. Kilkenny will beat them the weekend. They're on four points. They will mm. go to six points, right? Galway will beat Leash the weekend. They will go to seven points. And Wexford will beat Westmead and they'll go to five points. So heading into the last weekend, we'll have one team on seven, two, two teams on six, and one team on five. All ticket, Nolan Park, the last day. All ticket. Obviously, no someone. Is Ned still giving out the ticket? He'll be all playing for But that's based on Kilkenny beating Dublin the weekend. I, yeah. think, I think they will. How are you fixed, uh, Hoagie? Obviously, you've got to talk about TJ. Is TJ Reese Yeah. Is he what? Going to start. Come on, say it out. Come on, tell us what, what happened. Is, is he's he going to start. Did they fight? Give us Jesus Christ. <laughs> the only one who knows that at the moment now is, is not here. He's sitting up at home and James Stevens <laughs> make, writing up the team sheet. Um, the selectors still have no say with the team. Oh, well, I'm sure, I'm sure they're, sure they're giving their opinion. I'm sure they're giving their opinion. Gorta, Gorta, Gorta's at home and O'Loughlin Gale's having an old pint set. It's all the one, lads. I won't have any say in it. <laughs> Actually, I say Cody's like that, right? So he says, I want the selectors to pick the team, right? He's an iPad now, surely. He's, no, he's, he's, he's just, yeah, we'll see, it was the Kiki, so back my club. Yeah, that was, that, well, that, that we're, was swimming this morning. We're in a seaside town here, and yeah. that's why I love, because 
They're so backward people are incredible people, aren't they, lads? Yeah. And I, could, I just think could. there are people that come home from work and go out looking yeah. for a tragic situation. So you let Tifa talk. Up. He's busting to get this one out. Come on. Cody's the stone <laughs> to pick the team with the selectors. So everyone has their say and the team is picked, right? Right? And then when he goes and calls out the team, he turns the page over <laughs> and calls out his own team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Reid, the great father Harry Bowen. Was, I brought him in as a selector, Father Harry, a unique guy. He was, he was the man that led Clare to the two leagues, 77 78. They were my heroes growing up, beaten by the great Cork Trina Row team, Marco, your last glorious period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bear your own speech there, obviously. Like. <laughs> but he, he used to always say, to, he'd come in and was myself, Alan Cunningham himself, were the three. I was manager, Alan was the coach, and Harry was selector. Well, have you been picked? <laughs> he'd say like that. But it's a great story going back years ago. The great Tom Mack, still alive, a selector with Clare in the 60s, I'd say. And John Henley, my teacher, going to school. We only buried him a couple of years ago. And both of them would have been into their 90s now. Tom, Tom Mack was the greatest character. Christine, a hard man now. But there was four selectors and the county board chairman had a vote, of course. And uh, Henley was caught at some Munster Council meeting or something. He'd be in everything, you know. So the spies said, feck him, we have to pick the team, we have to go home, I have to milk cows or whatever. And they'd met in the West County anyway, and he came in and he acknowledged that he was late. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they had the team picked without him. And he said, give me a look at it anyway, sure, he said like that. And so boys handed over, handed the team, yes, yes, yes. Hmm, you made a fair job of it, he said. <laughs> and he was softly spoken, John, well, you know, teacher. And he said, I'd agree with the 15 bar... I'd have 14 of that 15 in there, <laughs> like that. And the great Tom Mack said, it is like this now, John. Our Lord had only 12 to pick and he made a ball as a one. <laughs> <laughs> so go way home for yourself now, Henley. That's the team. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legendary one, Tom Mack. There should be a book written about Tom Mack before he crosses the Jordan. There's so many stories. Good. They're the ones, they're the ones. So... Dan, your three in Leinster? Ooh. I know we don't think about it much ourselves. Oh, Never on this. Uh, Galway. Kilkenny. Dublin. Looking that way, like, with the Dubs uh, getting the wind down there. Yeah, I think... Is Huey Lawler injured, mm. right? Broke his hand. Broke his hand. Big loss for Kilkenny next Sunday. Um... Owen Cody fired above against Galway. Home and away games are different now, lads. Dublin didn't perform well against the lesser teams. They went down a bit at Wexford Blow and Wexford Park, and that's mm. a tough place to go. Yeah. They, they won't fear Kilkenny coming to, coming to Parnell Park, if I'm being honest. It's a tough place to go. All right, Kilkenny hammered them in the league. We all said the league and championship hurling is different. Huey um, Laura's a big loss. Uh, the TJ instant, obviously. I heard Richie really starting at home. <laughs> There's one for you, I heard he's back centre back. All of a sudden, Richie shakes, shakes hands and Richie really just starting, TJ starting. That's what I'm hearing. Um, I don't mind about Henry Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's, it's going to be an interesting game, Dillo. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, Owen Cody was, was very good against Galway. Extremely good. Mm. The one handed finish was, was a top class finish. He hadn't much help, do you know, mm. up there. Um, but again, Parik Welsh, brave move, works some days, works kind of pointing, Galloway, I think, didn't work that way, but again, as I said, Galloway are hard to beat at home, but I'll give Dublin a shout here next, next weekend, because 
Bork, Sutcliffe, they'll drift. Yeah. So they will. Um, new fullback going in there. I don't know who will go in there, Brian, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah. Possibly Conor Delaney. I'd love to know what David Blanchfield has done wrong. He did a massive league campaign. He got, got, he got dropped the last couple of games. That's not been biased, though, or anything, but he's a good young fella. But again, it's, it's interesting. Um, looking forward to the game, Dello. Looking forward course, to the game. You're training Bennett's Bridge, yeah? yeah? I'm there one night a week, yeah. It's young Blanchfield's from there, is he? Yeah. That's why I'm biased. I think he got mad. I think he got mad in the match in two league games. It is. Uh, so he did, and I don't want to get league t- t- team, league, league fucking team of the year. It's only harsh, you know. But, um, but it's it's just he's been playing well there. Yeah. I think the last, even the last, the last day, when the ref blew the final whistle, he got a short pocket off Murphy and blew it over the bear. If it ended up into an extra two seconds, they could have drawn the game. Yeah. Do you know? So, um, but no, uh, interesting game. I'll just give Dublin a small sneak next weekend. They'd definitely be in the three then. I'd be in the Leinster final if they win uh, this one. Just the way they'd be shoot yeah. straight shoot out then for Torrid in Nolan Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Galway will win. Um, it's guess, I suppose we can't not talk about a TJ small bit. We, we won't get into the details. We don't know the details. And yeah, I would be way. fair to everybody. But it is a distraction again coming in. Uh, do you any few distractions in your time? Like, uh, going back, uh, I, we'd really, with no point asking. Hoagie this like Squeaky clean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, didn't, you waited until you were in Thailand or in Hawaii or somewhere until you, you went out for a few. <laughs> we had heaps of distractions. Had you, had yeah, you? Yeah, we had managers walking. Uh, yeah, it's only we don't know who said what I told you. <laughs> he obviously remembers one of them. We had, we had a couple of managers uh, who pulled out and... Cregan had walked Joe, away over Joe a Joe. retired in Bunretti, did he? Joe retired in Bunretti after Claire kicking the shit out of us. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, a dual player was an issue in Limerick for a while. So, like, when those things go on, it does affect the squad. Like, what happened Sunday night, I, I don't know actually what happened inside in the event. I say probably nobody ever does. If there's a row here in Dungarvan tonight, then you probably get blamed. But. <laughs> 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 Nobody will really know the full story, and that's normal. They probably happen most weekends, unfortunately. But what actually happened, I don't know. It was some bit of an altercation, and it's unfortunate. And John definitely wouldn't want that kind of noise. Um, I think I'd say from a squad point of view, I think the bigger issue they would have had would be it probably wasn't a night out because they would have had two weeks of a break, and they had their 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 little bit of a, a break the time before, and they, with seven days to the clear game, they wouldn't have been given the all clear, but. Obviously, it's been dealt with and they move on, but these type of sideshows don't, don't work. As I said, I'd say if uh, you were within John Kiley's vicinity on Monday morning and he gets the call about this, I'd say his reaction wouldn't be pretty. No, but he's a good man to handle it. And as I said, he's had a bit of experience up now, so he'd be well able. <laughs> I would like to be the reporter asking him about it on Sunday evening. He'd say, are we here to talk about hurling, are we? He gets the old Cody stare, would he? He's, he's becoming more Cody-esque by the week, I tell you. Well, I had, I'm obviously managed Clare for three years and Dublin for six years, so I had a few of these ones. Not maybe breaking, drinking bands and stuff like that. Like, now the world we live in, sure, Jesus, phones and everything has gone below. I would declare, lads, because I'd hurled with most of them, thought they could take liberties. Like, so I had to clamp down a bit and them. The dubs then thought I was a complete buff head altogether, like, up. What's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Only for Morris O'Brien and Rhino Dwyer to interpret for me for about the first two years. Uh, that, uh, 
But I had one, I had one, there'll be no names mentioned now, he'll probably know who he is himself if he watches the show, I don't know if he does. But he, uh, there was a drinking ban, we were coming up to a crucial game and I think he finished an exam and got very drunk, uh, and which is understandable. We were all that soldier at one stage, but I think he took a stumble and got an old fall and then it was against the team protocol, but TJ had to tell you the truth. I told myself and Richie Stakedom knew, I don't think the rest of the management knew for about three weeks. He was crucial, so we just shut our mouth, give out to him ourselves and played him the following Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think as manager in, in a hurling game or let's say even at work or whatever it is, and we all have different places, right? I think we like to say that we here we treat everybody equal. Which reality is you don't. <laughs> George Orwell. Yeah. All pigs. Yeah. If you then, if you went to 15, it's different. Dan surely had a couple then, of demeanors. Then ye, ye had to. Ye. <laughs> I'm going to go through them. It's a break time yet, Dale. I'm just going to go. <laughs> There's no break in this. That's the beauty of it. Straight through, it's finished. I think I, think I was supposed to mark Dan in a league game in Kamalak one year, right? And you were named to start. And... I'm not sure who started full forward with Jamie Prendergast some Paul Flynn or whatever, right? So I said to the boy, didn't Dan start? And he said, uh, he says, a bit of a problem there. He says, we had a 15 and 15 last Sunday and Dan went to the point of points. Is that oh, true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the growler. Oh, the growler. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> off the growler. It was good information <laughs> off the growler that you had to go. Oh, it was dropped a week before for playing soccer. That's, 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 no, um, Like, go hold on now. Mole. <laughs> <laughs> You. No, he was okay. Flynn was okay. You know, he never put his hand up around the beer. But uh, no, I suppose uh, we'd, 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 we'd a few characters. The bull feeling. Bull. Yeah, the bull feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say the story about the bull. No, to be honest. <laughs> 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 he got a lovely Ben Sherman short one night and he, <laughs> He got sick all over it, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, would but, Justin uh, handle it, like? Yeah, to his credit, um, Dale boy, he, he never big, made a big issue of it. Um, he never big, made a big issue, whereas other managers would. Your own ex-manager, Dave, he would have... <laughs> make an issue early. <laughs> he was never my manager, though. So, no, yeah. <laughs> he was safe in mine. <laughs> but, um, no, but uh, we would have... Justin was outstanding like that, Dale. Um, so he was... Again, Gerald, I suppose, after 98, the, 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 the drawing game in 98, the Tour de France is coming through there, but there was five or six of us on the, on the piss that fucking Monday. That's why we went out and played shit today, the following week. Um, but no, I'd say Justin was brilliant because never once they give out in the dressing room about drink. Um, I suppose we, we, we lads that would go missing for one or two days after a game, a championship game, like, you know, and... They, 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 you wouldn't find them Monday. Usually after Monday you find them Tuesday, but with one or two, one, one for the special, you'd find them Thursday. <laughs> but by God, when he came back to Thursday, he'd lapped the whole lot of us. That, that, was, that was the key, like you know. But that, that's the way he was. I won't mention his name now. But in your first cousin, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think even even even. To, to <laughs> Even, even under Derek's term, to, again, the lads would have to have a few beers. There was one instance, I suppose, all right, they're, they're, they all... Uh, what's that third level education stuff called? That cup team? Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon, that's the one. Um, <laughs> the, the boys went on the lash, I suppose, after playing a Fitzgibbon game, like, you know, and this is Derek's second year, like, you know, so it blew a fat field, so we called in the lads. 
And so Derry just said to me, be, be prepared. Like, you know, this what's going to fucking happen now. I said, you know, I said, all right, Mac, no problem. I said, kid. Uh, so we didn't dare. The boys sitting around the table talking, not, and Mac brought in one of them shoulder bags. He did it. So um, next me went through the ball. This is the first time you see Derry McGrath losing the, the rag. My fucking head was red. I thought he'd get a hat. That was sunburn. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what the sunburn. We were sitting, 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 now we're sitting down the corner there by the door like he usually does. So next minute, going effing mad, catches a can of beer, hops it off the fucking wall, all over Roger Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Roger Casey gets an awful doing <laughs> The beer went all over him. He went over him, Roger didn't know what happened. He was shaking. The whole office was shaking, but... um. The boys been pale, they, they all, Fitzgibbon lads turned pale with the fright they got. I turned pale myself with the fright I got, to be honest with you, I was a snector, but again, to his credit, he, he never made a big issue with the Fitzgibbon. He would leave his hat and lads have his fun after killing themselves during the week. The lads would speak for that themselves, and, but they knew, they knew, players nowadays lads know when to stop. Well, obviously some players don't, but, <laughs> but, but uh, look, all I can say about that, back in our day, there was no social media, there was none of that stuff. If, Marco, you went on strike four or five times. Oh, so you <laughs> you but, caused the first strike, didn't you? <laughs> Dan actually told me he was driving a brand new Jeep on behalf of the strike in Cork. <laughs> and he changed it a good few times now, like, you know? Um, oh, jeez, we went on strike. We did. 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 We We won a couple of all islands afterwards, but. Um, I just mentioned it, you mentioned it Milan and uh, Owen Kelly and um, I didn't think tis, no the lads the lads the lads mentioned <laughs> I could have mentioned four or five more than like. Cork, Cork City and Waterford were playing uh, the night before the Munster final and I don't know it was it 2004 or five whatever year it was in there but Kelly and Milan were at the match and they said they'd make a quick exit with about five minutes to go I know the score was one all or something like that anyway. And they were walking past the, crowd, the cock crowd, and next to all the cock soccer supporters, Sully's gonna get ya. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, look, it's, it's like we, we've had a lot of incidents down through the years. Um, Anthony, not off the field, we've had a lot of our incidents were, were boardroom stuff, to be honest with it. And, um, you know, I think just as amateur players, we were thrust into a situation in, in 2002 with the strikes. And our, our issue at that time was with the county board, and um, we had no problem at the time with management. That they were, they came after us, and I wasn't involved in them because I was after vacating the situation. But um, it was really nasty, and um, it was really public as well. And you know, I actually feel bad for the Limerick player and the Tipperary player this weekend because this has been played out in the media, and. Um, you know, these guys are not soccer players where they're getting a couple of million euros a year and um, their stories are on the paper and whatever. And like, these guys have got to go to work uh, on Monday and Tuesday morning. And um, I don't think that kind of negative press for amateur players is, um, is any good for them. So, I mean, I really do feel for, for the people involved in it. And we all have been in scrapes. I've been in scrapes myself. And most of them are probably... You're after a few points and some says something out of the way. And um, I just think, you know, it, it's a bit like the schoolboy situation when, you know, there's a big crowd gathers and there's two lads going at it in the, in the school and you'd be hoping that something would step in and diffuse the whole thing. And I think that in, in the, we say as adults, you know, something happens in a pub or something, in a nightclub or something like that, 
you'd be hoping that some of the buddies around the place at Glez would you cool off and, and, and step and step aside. Like, but um, I just, I just um, like that whole thing that has happened in Limerick. It's not going to de derail them, but I do feel very sorry for the the player involved because because of the amateur thing. Like, you know. So. Yeah, look, and none of us know what some. Jeez, like it's just OTT. I believe they were let out for a few pints with a curfew. Is what I hear. Uh, he broke the curfew, obviously, but jeez. Couldn't do that, nor did he. No, curfew. <laughs> Took them one day. Yeah, and you know the old system with us now, and I'm going back to ancient times, the younger crowd here, if you want. Like, with the knockout system, like, you'd win the Munster semi-final, maybe. Munster final wouldn't be for four weeks. Yeah. Win the Munster final. She won most of your All-Irelands that way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Cody had it down to fine art. Go back and play a club game. And like, Lucknan would literally say, go in and enjoy yourselves. We'll see you Thursday night. Like, everyone would be out Monday, and the hardcore would be out Tuesday, and it might be real hard, hardcore Wednesday. <laughs> but you knew you had, you know, you were fit as a fiddle, it wasn't going to knock, you know, and it was a great old release from the whole thing, because he was so strict and hard going, a bit like Cody, you know, he was like that, he so while it was on, it was animal, but he'd let you go off then, he'd even said, you want the bus to go back to West Clare or something? I'll organise a bus feed. You know, it's a great time. It's great for a group, though. Yeah. Well, like, I found Fantastic. Four, any more than four weeks, and you're going stale inside, you know, and you'd see if you go back to the clubs and there'd be lads, their form would be iffy. They'd go back to the clubs, and you'd have a few pint, pints, you'd have a league match, and, you know, there'd be always the, the emphasis, you're going back to your clubs, you're in here because you're perform, the best. Yeah. Because you're performing for your clubs. The onus is on you, you go back. There's one of the boys in particular from so he'd go back, he scored two eight for his club, come back in, Timed perfectly for championship, be a different player, had a couple of points, you know, and you know, you'd, you'd have the few points together and you'd it, I, uh, listen, you know, because you're training so hard, like it doesn't, it doesn't really take a phone call. But the problem nowadays, obviously, is you can't make a mistake. Yeah. You can't because it's, yeah. and I remember even coming towards the end, you know, you'd be out in a few, I remember one night in particular, and there was a load of mobile phones, it was harmless, just, you know, messing. Luckily, there's a few of the, the, the girlfriends there and they, they copped what was going on and straight in and stopped, you know, and but yeah. like that, that could be recorded for you know a couple of seconds up on social media and so poor young lad in his stop. Times have changed on that as in you look at the lads down there power, they they can have a few points, there's one affect them. John's are so fit, they're so powerful, the gym session, they're doing the train, they're doing the intensity is is unbelievable. So yeah. I don't see any yeah, and you look at the rugby didn't then. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, play a game, have a beer, have yeah. a few beers, and then we're all caught up. I think it was the My Waddy and Biscuits and Claire in 13. <laughs> Did an awful lot of damage. That's right. But those Bandon nights still are a good crack. And good for teams going down to your place now. And I was talking to Kevin Downs recently, he works with me, and the Pearsheet boys were down there, and like, they had a great Bandon trip. But one of the things they had was they had a roll of dice. So if you miss training, I think they have six uh, things on, on, on the wall, right? Uh, so you have a dice then and you roll the dice and whatever number you rolled in it's on. So I think the first one was, so you had to ring John Kiley and tell him you were flying a training, right? That was number one, right? <laughs> so the, the, I, think, I think number two is you, you, you actually got to pass the dice to one of your partners, right? <laughs> somebody else, right? Three was... Uh, hand over your phone. You'd hand over your phone so somebody could send one message to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> number four then was you had to ring the intermediate manager, tell him that you were after falling out with the senior manager, you were flying it, you wanted to go back and play with the intermediates, but you'd only play if you were captain. <laughs> <laughs> That was Kevin Downs, I think. Was Kevin Downs. Kevin Downs actually got that one. So he had it on the speaker. He had it on the speaker. The intermediate manager was giving him the captaincy straight away. <laughs> Jesus, Kev, there's no problem. You could be captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellas wetting themselves. Like, it was brilliant. 
It was like Zebo ringing. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Zebo rang. Um, was he one Brent? Brent? No. Penny. Rob Penny. Rob Penny. Rob Penny. And, and, and actually in the same, because that's where it appears he got it from. And Zebo rang Rob Penny. What, 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 what is he? I know what he's telling him, but anyway. Captain Rob, Oh, he wanted to be captain, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Penny didn't answer the phone, and Zebo was there. He put the phone down, and he was delighted. He never answered the phone. He rang back. Ten seconds later, Zebo's phone is ringing. It's Rob Penny. <laughs> 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 they had and they had brilliant crack like they'd come during the day and head off for the nightlife like yeah. uh, obviously bonding day would have them together but sure look but then you, you talk about it forever sure, evermore then like you know you're you're ripping the lad for the next three weeks and yeah. train about sure. no. we're on the beer one, one I think it could have been that same trip actually in group of, a group of the boys went into coppers and catching a flight or whatever it was six o'clock in the morning sure threw the, threw the bag in the, in the hallway thinking that was grand big mistake Came back, you know, taxi up, grabbed the bag straight to the airport, flew to, I think it was Argentina, opened the bag up, no clothes. Big, <laughs> big pile of peeper crates. <laughs> and he's and he, and he there for seven days. <laughs> I won't mention the player, but he, he stayed in the same t shirt for five days anyway. <laughs> we thought you were no crack. <laughs> hey, this fellow. <laughs> I thought Jumble, Jumble Hall got the bullet yeah, for singing yeah, a song yeah, or something yeah. like. Stepford Waves, isn't that what we're <laughs> No comment. <laughs> I never seen you with no comment. As, as no, ever. no, no. We have to keep that one quiet. Um, I remember we, we, we played Waterford in the 1988 uh, uh, league final and we got a holiday away to the Canaries. And um, Shawnee Fallon was a great character, to be honest with you. He got a goal in three points the same day, and he was giving it loud or so you know, after a good few points, and Sully came along in a pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Flexing the muscles, and then Fallon was sitting back, really enjoying this. Now he said, you know what, Sully? He said, you remind me of a horse. He says, ah, a horse? Why is that, Shawnee? When he said, you've got the speed of a racehorse, he said. So he was getting loud from life. You have the strength of a plough horse, but he says you have the brains of a rocking horse. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he didn't feature for too long after. <laughs> I'd say he was asked to go in full forward a couple of nights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call him how we doing time-wise, are we all right? <laughs> I was going we've, to say, we're not staying over myself and TJ. <laughs> we're about 15 minutes. Is that okay? Perfect. We'd love, a few <laughs> we'd love a few questions. We'd love a few questions. I was going to ask you then about that Cork team there that you had. They were the most unbelievable games. And we love, we have, I remember the crack now about you, your crack and the crack off the field and all. You were nearly the best team to watch in the last 30 years, for sure. Like, just the sum of the hurling. And the greatest hurling match I think I was ever at was the 2004 Munster final. And like, what, a, what a story. And Milan and Lovesley County. And what, a, what a year for you. And I, the Clare manager as well now, first <laughs> ever game. Like, Jesus. But I went down myself. And I mentioned Fergie too. Hey, good lad. I said, get two tickets for the Munster <laughs> final. We go down. And you know, it was such a day of, of all that's good about the Munster Championship, and you beat them as well then, of course. Uh, and we'd have been a, a graphy, of course, because we were both the minnows of Munster, obviously, uh, in that order, you know, it'd be Cork or Tip, fancying themselves the boys, Torrell, and ourselves and yourselves, the poor relations. But, so we always like it when you'd win them ones. But, like, do you ever get 
pissed. I know the All Ireland pisses you all off. There's no All Ireland medal, but that doesn't define you. You, you were brilliant players all of the year that year. Did you ever get pissed off at them at that stage with our world, their world, all this stuff that went on? You know that with the they, they were so dedicated and they didn't they didn't uh, drink a pint or they, didn't, they took the skin off the bit of chicken they were eating and <laughs> pasta. Brian's are are cock. Are no, no, they were they were just the same way anyway. <laughs> cock. Nah, Dale, boy. Suppose that the game you're on about there, like you know, just we, suppose we we lost the the league final and gone into the year game. Oh yeah, caught yeah, us nicely. They caught us nicely the week after, like you know, we weren't expected because when you go through the team you had. There were some massive players there. I was some Absolutely. junior novice of a manager to bring them all in to watch the league final the previous Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being no, training at the same time. You'll be learning. The, the, the games we played, like, that, especially the 14 game, like, you know, just stands out all right, but it was, it, was, it was a fantastic occasion to be at Cork, I suppose. Mm. In a Munster final, 45, 50,000. You won't see that anymore at Munster Finals. Let's, let's be honest about it. Like, you know, the, poor, the poor older people can't pay the gate now. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest about it. You have to buy a ticket online. And, but again, that, that day was just everyone right. Poor, poor Mull got sent off. He, he, was, he was wronged. So he was. <laughs> had, uh, <laughs> I know the ref. A bit like John Hegarty was wronged. <laughs> <as well. laughs> and, uh, he, he, we, just lift, we were just lucky that there was one or two interceptions from, from the Cork that our backs made from the Cork lads. There was an exception there, they, though. Um, Flynn's goal, people ask me does he mean it. Yeah, he meant it, definitely meant it. Yeah, um, he was that capability of a man to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me, that he could dip the ball. He did it in training. The stuff he could do with the ball in training was unbelievable. He wasn't one of the fellas to run around after a ball, no, but it's the ball in the hand. <laughs> he, could, he, could do, he could absolutely do anything with it, like, you know, and I firmly believe that, um, <clears throat> that, that he definitely meant it. But we had a lot of luck that day. Kim McGrath's catch, Sully was up centre forward near the end of the market. Yeah, Kim McGrath caught us. Over his head and swung the hurley, like, you know. And when the final whistle went, it was a, it was a fantastic occasion. Why, for the Warford supporters to be cocking the Munster final with, thir- yeah. with, with, with 14 was massive there. You, you, you said it there, we haven't won an Ireland medals. Why folk did we try our best to win them? Yeah. And it, it, it was that we did everything right over the years. We trained as hard as Kilkenny, Cork, Limericks. We just met better teams on the day. And our day, we met a massive Kilkenny team, massive Cork team. Now our lads are meeting a massive Limerick team, you know. And we were just unlucky, but I can assure you, I can remember us doing the laps of the field in November, December, January, February, Milan, when he socks up and the, the woolly hat on, and he's always last, and our second last, <laughs> where he'd always, like myself, always build up the, the tempo, you'd always, by the time the, the, time the summer came, you'd hit the, the, the ground, absolutely run. I hate it, went to hurling, so I did, I was always out of condition a bit, but the minute the summer came, mm. I absolutely loved the hard ground, like I know that. That, that, that ball bouncing into your hand, that, that, was, that was it, like, you know, and... If you'd mull, I know, I know, if you'd mull for that semi-final? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, 100% Dalo, like, you know... Um, he massive he's loss. a massive loss. Jesus, he, he, he's five All-Stars, and All-Stars are, not, are, are good to have. They're individual things, they're great to have, but we'd all swap everything for the Ireland middle. Milan was an awesome player, Dalo, but we, we'd, we'd a lot of awesome players. Mm. So we had, we were just unlucky, we didn't get over the line on, on a few occasions. 98 other semi final stands out Kilkenny, you know, beaten by a point, miss hit ball, they end up in the back of this, the 0 7 Limerick, Donny. Even 2 0 2, Claire yeah, coming yeah, the back door from Dover. We were just unlucky, and Justin, had, I'd love to have had Justin McCarthy in charge of a, an All Ireland final appearance, because I think he would have had us absolutely spot on. You know, I, I just, just my opinion, like, you know, and all the lads are different things, but as I said, Dale, oh boy, 
I wish I was 20 years effing younger, to be honest. I'd love to be going out there next weekend in Welsh Park playing, but time, time, time doesn't hold for anyone, like you know, but great occasions. I'm kind of happy enough in the early 50s, but if I could stay in the early 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I know the hair is gone and there's a bit more there, like, but, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, there's none of us getting any younger anyways. So, lads, look, uh, great crack. would like a bit of input from down there. I'm going to ask you, because we're moving on the season, and look, we will be looking forward to that weekend. This weekend is massive. The last weekend in Leinster is going to be massive. Monster Hurling Sunday and Leinster Hurling Crow Park Saturday night is going to be magic. I'm going to ask you, Hoagie, to name your four semi-finalists. I want to ask you for a winner now. Now, we were at this crack in the preview shows, but now we've seen a fair bit of action because, Claire, we're getting no mention. <laughs> <laughs> name your four that are going to be there for the semi-final weekend. Um, well, it's Limerick and Watford anyway, for sure. Um... Like genuinely, like the way the results are going, what TJ mentioned, the way alone is 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 rallying the troops there. Like I wouldn't have had care in the reckoning hand, you know, put my hand up. I know you were staying quiet, which should have raised alarm bells. But um, you know, they're in the reckoning. But I, I still think when it comes down to the mix, I'd probably, I'm going to go Kilkenny and Galway. Claire, so. no, you're leaving out Claire again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He gave you an honourable mention. He was an honourable mention, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Hoggy. <laughs> Marco. I'm trying to think. Cork. Who <laughs> anyway? <laughs> I don't think. care who the other three are. Yeah. <laughs> who would you beat in the first round again? I can't remember two, the smaller ones. Who guns. fell away, isn't it? Tip and Cox. Yeah. Um, I think Limerick are certainly to win the semi final. Oh, the it's fair. an easy one, isn't it? Um, I like. I expect Waterford to win on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday. Like, if Cork happened to win on Saturday, or Sunday. It is on Sunday. I, 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 I'm going to Killarney racing. This is a bit like carrying Cork no, in the football, no, no. though. <laughs> the, the, the getaway queen is running a black type race on Sunday, so I'm going to be in Killarney. Jeez, I'm there so I'm, I'm, focused, I'm, I'm focused on something. I'm there at a 60 at Monday night. Will you hold her over for a Like, I, I just, if it happened that we got the miracle and we beat Waterford, there's a massive game then for Waterford going into the Clare game. So, if you were asking me Monday morning, I definitely have an answer for you as to who the, the semi-finalists will be. You know what I, mean? I will be asking you, like, what in? Like, look, I, I think Kilkenny will come through Leinster, and I think Gal will come through Leinster. And I think it'll be Waterford or Clare will be the, the fourth team in the semi-final. Name the fourth team, please. Yeah. I think Waterford will be there. Hometown. <laughs> if we were in the old ground hotel now in Innes. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I don't know. You'd about running with the hares and hunting with the hounds. <laughs> no. Then? Yeah, I go definitely Warford and Nimrick Dalo. Um, I'm going to give Claire definitely a shout. I think TK hasn't started shooting yet. Um, mentioned I said yes. He'd probably get 13 or 15 points at least now like Sunday. But Peter Dogan is a massive addition. Mm. Shanagar, again, to come. There's a lot, a lot of one or two lads injured, maybe could be back. McCarthy, Rogers, am I right in saying that? I don't yeah, know. But, um, David Reedy. Reedy. Mm. There's, there's something happened with Lowen. Clearly, he's been questioning that full back, and yet hasn't been exploited oh. to his credit. He's not going to pick Claire either. I am, actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 give Claire, I give Claire a nod. 
and I go and give Kilkenny, Kilkenny the other nod to be honest with you. I, I think Galway are f- ferocious at home, uh, but take them into Tullus or Parky Cueve or one of the bigger pitches with the bigger lads. War- and see how Warford done last year. I know Henry's there this year. Um, I think they are my four teams, so they are TJ. Like I'd love to see, it doesn't Limerick can, I'd love to go over here opinion on us, TJ. Why Kylie hasn't put the two big fellas on the edge of the square for 15 or Hagerty and Hayes, we say, just for 10, 10 minutes when they're struggling under him, bringing area ball. See, could they win it? If you know what I'm saying, Galan coming off him. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think that Paul Kinnock believes in Route 1. He's not a kind of a Jack Charlton man. Um, I think he likes the way that the two boys at 10 and 12, Tom Arcee and Groot Hegarty, are kind of free players to move up and down and they cover 12 plus, 12.5, 13 kilometres on their GPS. How many kilometres do you have GPS in the world? Six miles. <laughs> <laughs> on the bike. <laughs> yeah, and, but he, doesn't, he just doesn't believe in it. I think he likes... Um, just the, the way they play, like you'd see other teams might change the, the way they play the game, but he doesn't seem to like that. I'm just not sure, and myself and Dale were on the same page a long time that I was looking forward to seeing Kyle Hayes in the forwards. Mm. After seeing him in the forwards, I'm just not sure it suits him. I think that he's definitely better facing the ball and kind of coming with a straight run rather than coming out to the ball and turning. So I don't think you're going to see that. And I suppose uh, if you saw up close and personal Aaron Gillan and Jamie Flanagan, I think they'd probably tell you, we are two big boys, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, which, which, which they are like. So, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see him doing it. Kane Lynch is critical, though. Yeah, I just thought about a plan B maybe 10 minutes to go after struggling. Like, if they're under pressure, but they can go high. They're never struggling. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's true, too, they though. <laughs> Give us your fortage. Um, you never told me this question coming down, I didn't get time to think about it. But there's a couple of conundrums that I see coming down the track, right? I, I told you this. Potentially, if Limerick get to a Munster final, they'll have one game in seven weeks because the Munster final is, and then they'll be cold, I think, in, in the semi-final. I think Liam Cahill's ideal situation is to be finished fourth, not play a Munster final, let you off and get a clipping in the Munster final, then you won't recover from it. <laughs> that would be the ideal plan for him. So I'm going to go for Limerick and Watford in the semi-final against each other. One semi-final. Ooh. Right? Which would be... the time to put him out there. Might be the time. One, one chance. So that, that's what I'm thinking. I, th- I think if you ask Liam Cahill, his ideal plan today, I'd say that's what he'd be going for. The other one, I'm not sure. The, 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 there's a question. I, I said Kilkenny all along. I wasn't overly impressed with him in, in Salt Hill, but they still nearly got a result out of it. There's a question mark about their wing-backs in the midfield. Obviously, TJ at full forward. I was looking forward to seeing that. And then Cody didn't even give us 10 minutes with the wind. So there's a couple of question marks about Kilkenny. And the big question mark about Kilkenny, you touched on it earlier, is I, I saw it by my own two eyes. Like, obviously, um, the coaching, let's say, Gorte, Comfort, and Conor Field and whatever, whoever's doing actually the, the coaching on the pitch, there's definitely a transition in Kilkenny. Like you saw in the first half, Owen Murphy's trying to go short. It worked for a while, but definitely didn't. It broke down a couple of times and cost them possibly 1-2, one, 1-3 one, maybe, in the first half. And Cody lost the plot. The hat went up and he spit in the hands. <laughs> he turned around to Gerta once or twice. I can't lip-read him. I'm not sure what he said, but it was something about the fucking ball long or something like that, right? So they, they changed in the second half. So I'd be curious to see them against <coughs> Dublin. As to whether, like, it was unusual to see Owen Murphy by his high standards yeah. the way he was, right? And it cost him a few scores. So will Kilkenny... Will Cody buy into that new style? I think it was suiting them, actually. I think they were getting places. 
so I have a question mark about him. I think Galway will win Leinster. Galway will be in the semi-final. And who will they be playing? They can't play Kilkenny because they'll play them. So Kilkenny get knocked out. So Clare to beat Kilkenny in the quarter-final. Galway to beat Clare in the semi-final. Galway and Limerick are in the final. There you go, you have it all. Go to your local bookmaker, no mention of Walford. <laughs> <laughs> Beaten by Limerick in the semi. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> It'll be clear in Dublin anyway. <laughs> Just if you're watching there, John Costello might be available to India and we get chucked out of this crack. Yeah, yeah I, I go along with... I, t- I, think, I just think Munster's a bit stronger than Leinster at the moment. You're not yeah. what you were, Brian. And I, t- I think the three that come out of Munster will make the semi-finals. Don't know what way it'll pan out. Sunday will tell us an awful yep. lot about that. Like, mm. I wouldn't rule out Cork yet either. <laughs> ah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. We have to give you something to go on with. <laughs> Little olive branch. I love it. You're one of handy drive. And you don't mean it to hold like. Well, do you know what? If you asked me to start of the year, I would have. Gosh, like, but something has got not right. No. Something's not right. Great stuff, lads. Colin might say, this board's beat, Arsenal. Okay, uh, we're, three, we're just checking the score. It was 3 0. 3 0? Uh, it was 3 0 the last we heard. We'll get a confirmed score now. Harry Kane. Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up now in the next two minutes. We have one. And you want to then? I think, Dan, it's your, yeah, yeah, your body yeah, yeah. again, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your number one friend, Dan. <laughs> Dan, my name is Dan. friend, <laughs> <laughs> He has the look of a man that doesn't need a microphone. <laughs> Dan, can I ask you, who's your friend? John? Oh, he's talking to you, Why are you talking to How are you, Dan? How are you going? No, there's been talking show. here among the table, and, um, and we're saying, like, you know, before a, we thought you were a, final, a semi-final or a final or any match you play in the county, like, um, what happens the evening before or that night? Like, would you sleep? Do you know, would you be intense? Would you get up in the morning early? Would you walk or would you go for a jog or are you waiting for the time to come to the bus to pick you up? Or... Oh, What's it like, like, do you know what I mean? To be just, what do you do to get prepared? Yeah, I suppose I was easy enough to, to be honest with you. Um, I, I was never too bothered about the preparation, you always got me good, nice, steamy, proper food in. It didn't, it didn't over bother me. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that, um, that, that I get walked up around that. I, I usually slept well. If we were staying overnight, there's usually Tom Feeney was with me, so he'd be reading the book and I'd be watching telly. So we had a good, <laughs> we, we had a good understanding. Tom was his old man, and I was just watching the telly, watching the match of the day, or, or etc. Whatever. And Tom would be reading the book and. We'd throw a few words to each other, then he'd go back reading the book again, and which was good. You do your own thing, like you know. But no, I never got really got bogged down. The day, the, the day of a match didn't de- didn't either, to be honest with you. Like, I go into the cubicle, I'd say a prayer. Some days they worked, some days they didn't work. And um, whereas my nanny be beating himself with the hurley around the toys and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always sit alongside Paul Flynn in, 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 um, in big championship games. and Always, I was last out, or he was last out, or vice versa. So, no, it's just, I love the preparation. You don't, as a player, this, this is what you dream of. It's what you train of during the winter to get to these situations. Take them. Some days it worked, some days it didn't work. And, um, no, but I, I loved, loved, loved the, the intensity of semi finals, finals, quarter finals, just enjoyment. Often they didn't work for me, but some days they did work for me. 
Well done. Uh. It's great to have you on the panel tonight uh, to represent the county and absolutely. But it's a big inspiration on all the young people in the county, like you know, we mentioned Dan Channel, like you know, it was a good thing. Landers. <laughs> four out of four, no, I want one horse for this weekend. <laughs> I want big odds. I find it very hard to beat the 66 to one Lord Lariat. Um, <laughs> give me half that. <laughs> I'll give you two. <laughs> um, you probably know we set up the racing club there, the Command Racing Club, so... Um, Great stuff, yesterday. We have two leased with Jim Bolger, uh, one with Willie Mullins, and uh, one with William McCreary. Uh, so we started off last night, didn't start off to a great start, I'd have to say, but she scoped okay this morning, you know, as if now, and she'll be grand, and she'll, she'll do the business at some stage. But we have one going tomorrow. Um, what's her name, Della? Poetic? No, Purple Gown. Purple Gown. I think that'll go well in the 6.20 tomorrow in Town. If you take the price, you're in trouble now. You won't get another one. So, um, and I think uh, Tuesday we'll be in Killarney, and there's a big water of a connection with this one now because um, a man by the name of Sean Hannity, former Nakanor, Shamrock's man, um, he has a horse running on Tuesday night by the name of Inchiquin Star. Wasn't named after Shamey now, I don't think, but anyway. I think that'll go very well as well on Tuesday night. So if I had to pick one of the two of them, I'd pick the star on Tuesday night. I think that'll win. All right. The question about the night before, um, obviously it was a big deal for Clare Lads going up to the first All-Ireland since 1932. So look, Nan decided he was afraid that Lads would be overly nervous, but we were staying at home. We used to fly up on the old, the Shannon stopover was there at the time, so it was handy to be able to jump on the old jumbo and up and, and uh, stay in your own bed, which was a big thing. But he was conscious that a few fellas were very nervous, so I think it was a placebo thing now. But you'd be offered a mild sleeping tablet. I don't know now, would that be against the fucking drug laws at this stage? But anyway, it's 27 years ago, so I'm not worried about telling it. I, I, I swear there was nothing in the fucking thing, but. When you took it, you know what? You nearly got drowsy, you thought. And you just get to five or six hours, which, which would do you. But as the time went on then, there was only six or seven of us now, prime boys. Like the sparrow would take anything. <laughs> if, he thought, if he thought he'd play better the following day, he'd inject himself. <laughs> so, are you getting that injection there? He said, to give it a boost for the energy. I don't know, I'm getting it anyway. It's... <laughs> but anyway, as time went on, and we stayed around the scene, I suppose, the boys torture us in 96. Kieran Carey, then 97, massive again. So the tablets were going, but the crack was going as well, you see. And it was introduced that you could have the old sleeping tablet before the Munster semi-final, before, after the, before the Munster final, before the All-Ireland semi-final, whatever, and on into 98. But it, it anyway, it was gone to the stage where you'd go up, you'd, you'd, you'd go up to the Doc Quinn and look Nan standing beside him, and he'd have the, the, the tablet in the envelope for you, and you'd walk up <coughs> and you'd say... Could I have two, Doc? And look then and say, what do you want two for? Towards the night. <laughs> <laughs> there was only five or six of them. A lot of you will understand what I mean. <laughs> some won't. But that was the reality. Cullum. Okay, Dilo, I think that's where we're going to have to uh, wrap it up. Did you enjoy yourselves? <laughs> Very good. Um, oh, hold on. One, la one, one last question. Huh? 
Taylor. Yep. Was talking to you some years ago about the Park Hotel, right? <coughs> you, yeah. Call your face. No, I came over late, I see you. No. <laughs> Turn off that spotlight, uh, <laughs> Who have I? Anyway, the conversation was about hurling. Anyway, anyone that knows the hurling ball, whether it's there or not, he talked about it, a gentleman. But we were discussing our own hurling team, and that, the subject of then came up. Uh, Gilly was there as well. Gilly. Uh, Gilly. You're Gilly. Yeah. And talking about Dan's career coming up. And I said, Dan was fierce skinny. No, says you. He was always big. And I said, no, he wasn't. He was only a garçon. Gilly. Baylor. Conversation didn't get finished. But to finish it anyway was, Dan played for Lismore and had to go inside for my can't remember who you were playing. If this time... If the centre-back stood in front of Dan, you couldn't see him. He was so skinny. So he wasn't always as big as he is now. <laughs> right? And I actually thought you were the captain of the clear team, not Gilly, because I didn't think you would take others from anyone. Oh, Gilly. <laughs> Gilly, we were coming out. We never got to wave for the 25-year thing for 95, right? And the 97 boys and the 95 boys are coming out together, so we're looking forward to a massive weekend, hopefully. And uh, we said we'd better add one of the 97 boys to the organising committee of seven or eight from the 95 team, because they were there in place, Shawnee and Frank Lowe and these boys. And I'm on it, and, and uh, we said we'd add Gilligan. Jesse's taking over the whole team. He's coming up with suggestions for poker classics and fun. <laughs> we're going to Barcelona in October. He's unreal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, he ruled the roost. Just, just before I finish up, I think being here in Waterford, I think we've been part in technology, maybe what Bella Gunnar did in the year gone by as club champions. I think he'll do a lot for Waterford Hurling. Like, it was just an incredible team. Yeah. Uh, and, and <laughs> I think one of my favourite players in the championship so far has been Desi. I just think he's electric inside. Be interesting to see if he does something different against Cork the weekend. But I just think as corner forward, if you're watching somebody, to me, he's got it all. Made a big statement the last day as well because Limerick were the one team that could probably shut him down and five from play, was it? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh. his, his, his footwork was unbelievable. Like, right soccer football. Right soccer football. He's got his training Brighton. You can see he's torn, like, yeah. gone. He's absolutely, I think his footwork is key. But he's, you should have gone to Brighton for a couple of years. Go <laughs> <laughs> no away, you'll be back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is where we're going to have to wrap it up this evening. I hope you've enjoyed the night as much as uh, we've had. You can listen to the lads, of course, every Monday around uh, 2 o'clock on the Irish Examiner uh, podcast. And good to hear that uh, Renault are back on board as sponsors of the uh, podcast. And as well, there is talk before an All-Ireland final that we might do one of these nights again. So hopefully, there's a few of the faces here tonight that we'll be seeing again in the middle of July. It's One it. in particular back there. Hi, man. <laughs> How are you? You're looking great. And Come another Trey Porter coming out. <laughs> right. Seven. CJ, very quickly. That event is a weekend away job, isn't it? That is a, a weekend away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the Cork County Board will be paying for it because <laughs> they, they, have, they have rooms block booked and they'll be available. <laughs> it'll, be okay. on, it'll be on the Burlington. <laughs> the We're going to have to thank, thank our guests from left to right. Have uh, we any free tickets? The cool, no, we don't have any ah, free come tickets. Come on. Well, we don't have any free tickets. Uh, the coolest man, uh, the, the cleanest man as well because we couldn't get any video of him decapitating other people. <laughs> Mr. Brian Hogan. 
Well, he doesn't have much to talk about in terms of car curling, but he has plenty to talk about horse racing. He'll be in Killarney over the weekend. Will he be following the car curlers on Sunday? Of course he will. Mark Landers! If you're looking for your tank to be filled, <laughs> I know just the man. His oil will burn all night long. Mr. Dan Shanahan! <laughs> A god in Gary Spillane and one of the nicest men that you'll ever meet coming out of uh, Limerick, provided it's before half eleven at night. <laughs> TJ Ryan! <laughs> and last but by no, I can't read what you asked me to say about you there. You know. oh. Something about Marty's. You want the glasses? Oh, yeah, sorry. Marty's open one o'clock on Mondays. Anyway, uh, the, the, host, outside. the host with the most, the man that has uh, really taken charge of probably the best hurling podcast in the country and the best hurling show in the country, Mr. Anthony Dale. So, folks. Thank you all for your company tonight. As I said, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And let's hope that the uh, hurling this weekend will be as entertaining as the past two hours. And don't forget, you can log on to the Irish Examiner website. We have all new subscription models and everything like that for you. And the podcast going out at 2 o'clock on Monday when the lads will be looking back over another epic and indeed make or break weekend in the Munster Senior Hurling Championship. That's it from us. And a huge thanks as well, too, to the staff and the management of the old bank here in uh, Dungarvan. Fantastic night, and uh, we look forward to uh, a fantastic summer of hurling. A, a, a green, all right. A, a green, all right. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on. Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.